everybody. Welcome to a very, very special episode. This is our first official Soju Chronicles Not Your Average Netizens collaboration. And we are here to talk about basically one of the best animes of all time. You guess it. Attack on Titan. Yay. So I am Nat. I'm Nikki. And we are welcomed to have Jimin here. <laughs> Hello. Woo! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so normally this is where we talk about what we're drinking, but it's also Tuesday night. Um, so Nikki, what are you <laughs> drinking? <laughs> um, I'm drinking. I went back to one of our good old, my oldie but true, um, Barefoot Moscato Spritzer. Only like, oh shit! It's actually five percent. Damn, I thought it was like three percent. It's five point five percent alcohol. Okay, it's a wine there. It's pretty good. So I am drinking actually something from Wayne Gretzky Craft Brewing. I had not. I had like no idea. Wait, Honestly, who is, who is he? He's like super. He's like famous, right? Yeah, he's like a hockey, there, hockey there. player. Okay, he's, that's he's like the hockey player. <laughs> Canadian god, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I know that because of how I met your mother. Oh yeah, yeah, because Robin, yes. Yeah. Uh she brought the Canadian factor. I appreciated it. Anyways, yeah, so this is like um number ninety-nine and this is pale ale. It says it's crisp and fruit forward, but there's no fruit in this, like at all. It's literally just beer. So I probably shouldn't be drinking it, but I am. Um <laughs> uh I guess, Jimin, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking the saliva in my mouth. <laughs> okay, no, that's gross. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm not drinking anything. It's a work night for me, guys. So, um, and also, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a work night for all of us. <laughs> also, I don't like, um, I didn't really know that i was supposed to drink it. you know you i got some water <laughs> we're at the soju chronicles we normally are here to talk about everything anime mangas dramas and all of the things in between but today it's just a specific episode on the anime specifically as well <laughs> uh for attack on titan now um let's talk about how we got into attack on titan i guess sort of like as a, a primer before we talk about what the show actually is. Uh, I will go first, I guess. Uh, so I was randomly on Netflix. This anime popped up. I was like, hmm, it looks kind of weird and creepy. I had no idea what it was up at the time, to be very honest with you. And Netflix stays only having season one on there. So yeah, they need to fix that. But anyways, I pulled it up. And as soon as I heard the opening credits, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to continue watching this show. And I said <laughs> you, I think I, it took me a while to get into it. Like I wasn't like instantly hooked on Attack on Titan. I wasn't. And I'm not really into horror stuff, like gross horror stuff. So usually I'm like, my hands are in front of my eyes or I'm just like turned away. Like when the Titans are eating people, cause that's, ugh, it's very gross. But I stayed like, 
listening to that opening credit and the closing credits. And that's what kept me there until the show actually started to hook me, you know, um, which I would say maybe like a quarter into the season or maybe halfway into the season. I was like actually hooked, hooked. Like I was interested. I was still watching it and being interested because, I mean, if it was crap, I would I would stop watching it from from jump. But yeah, that's how I kind of got into it. And I just sort of kept following it and like reading some of the manga. I haven't read every, I don't think I've read everything on the manga. Or if I have, I've like skipped, sort of skimmed through the things that I don't really care about, um, which is usually Marley stuff. Um, And sometimes just stuff that doesn't have to do with Levi, to be very honest with you. And then, yeah, I am now a huge, huge, huge fan of, of it. And I love everything about it. So uh jimin how did you get into attack on titan uh well it kind of started out with um i had a co-worker who used to tell me how i had to watch this show and i had to watch it and i really didn't pay too much attention to it until uh one day i think i was just bored <laughs> and trying to find something good to watch and um i was like you know what i'm gonna give that um anime a chance and episode one i was hooked like i knew i like really loved attack on titan episode one um and for me i I will say i did lull a little bit at the end of season one i think that (laughs) i'm gonna keep it real with y'all this is probably a hot take but um female titan arc is not the most interesting arc to me but with that being said it's definitely not like the worst thing i've ever watched (laughs) or anything like that or like it's not even like bad television it's just not i don't think it's as interesting as the other arcs um and then it picked right back up for me for season two like i i mean it was just love at first sight with this show um it's nat mentioned earlier she mentioned one of the greatest animes and i personally think it's the best anime i've ever watched and that's over death note which is highly lauded but uh yeah for me that's just kind of my story how i got into it i do think it's the best anime it's honestly the best tv show i've ever watched period um and it's one of the best stories i feel i've ever heard so yeah (laughs) that's kind of my story you know what i have to interject about death note because it really isn't a lot of people hype it up but uh like light is annoying as shit like he's just <laughs> he is so annoying like ev- like he is so full of himself i just i'm so annoyed every time i watch it and then i like i really liked l so i was like let me skip ahead and see what what happens like does he catch this dude i found out things happened i wasn't happy so i dropped it that's my relationship with death note and that's why i think death note is a garbage anime or I, I do think that like I do think that people hype it up a lot more than what it should be, but I do see why, like, it's compelling. I just don't, yeah, it's very different. Um, At the same time, though, it's not a shonen, right? It's like a, it's like a seinen. Yeah, I would, well, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, actually, I would say, yeah, it is a seinen. I don't think it is. Is it fair? I guess it's not fair to compare, but, like, if you, if I did have to compare Attack on Titan to other shonen, it's still far and away the best shonen I've watched. Like, it's better than My Hero Academia. It's better than, like, so many of these other shows. Like, right now, the big thing is, like, Haikyuu and, like, the sports 
anime. Well, I think it's more because um, Haikyuu ended, so people are like in their feelings about it. This happens true, every true. single time, like an anime ends, like an everyone anime gets ends. really sad about it. <laughs> and, like, it's true. <laughs> like, they, they, they also create like those little. But like Haikyuu is boring. Oh yeah, I mean, I tried to watch it. It's stupid. It's about like I can't, I can't stand sports animes though. Like so, maybe that's but there, also my. my thing. I think it's called Kukuro no Basketball. No Kukuro no Basket. That one I like. And then Free. I liked Free until I got bored. And then I stopped liking it. But, and then like. Yuri on Ice. Yeah, people say Yuri on Ice is like really good, but I. I tried and. It, it wasn't for me, but it's, but a good, another good anime, another good shonen, number six. That's a good one. It's not as good as Attack on Titan, but it's got a like a interesting um like storyline. Anyway, we're getting off topic. This happens yes. all the time on Not Your Average Netizens, <laughs> and I apologize to the Soju Chronicles <laughs> listeners. Nikki, how did you get into mm-hmm. Attack on Titan? <laughs> um, <laughs> you tell me to watch it. <laughs> And you couldn't even do that, okay? <laughs> Listen, it's been a rough. It has been. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's fine. Uh, but you did enjoy. You, I mean, you enjoyed it enough to keep watching it. If you know, I yeah, no, so, and I right? definitely so. intend on. Yeah, and I definitely intend on finish fin- um finish watching it. Okay, just I'm just not good at binging things anymore. I think it's old age. I just don't know how to binge watch things. That I haven't already watched, because yeah. clearly I've been How I Met Your Mother like all the time for no reason. Oh, that's also a fantastic show. So I mean, it's very easy to binge watch it. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about Attack on Titan. And as uh, it's kind of like easy to summarize, but also not because the the thing is, you know, like Titans are these huge humanoid monsters that eat people. And they are basically a challenge to humanity. And the story follows these children, because they are kids, uh, who are basically attacked by titans. And they have to get stronger so they can attack them back. And that's kind of like the opening premise of the show. (laughs) But it's so much more than that. Like, I don't know. Like, there's something so just um i don't know like not real but like there's something so akin to you know the questions of of life and humanity and and you know what it means to to truly exist and things like that that are inherent in the story like especially when you think about the themes of attack on titan we like how would you sort of like if you did a quick summary of the show to somebody jimin how would you do it Yes, uh, that's a good question. I, I do want to say really quickly, we should probably uh, put like a spoiler warning or something. Yeah, I don't I know. Um, uh, but if I had to summarize it, I would say that um, a, a walled city on an island is attacked by these giants called Titans. Um, and this is the first attack that has ever happened. And over the course of the story, we learn information about these giants and how to defeat them um, with our main characters. Um, And as the story progresses, we become even more knowledgeable about 
the world of the story that was horrible that was yeah so i know horrible. it was really bad for me too it was really hard right <laughs> like it's just so hard <laughs> like i was like you know what it's such a simple story yeah. but like actually trying to i guess condense that information without giving too much away is the the issue so like you know other people would probably do i'm just gonna steal it from wikipedia so <laughs> it is set in a world where humanity lives inside cities surrounded by enormous walls due to the titans gigantic humanoid beings who devour humans seemingly without reason the story follows the adventures of aaron yeager his friends mikasa ackerman and armin arlet whose lives are forever changed after a colossal titan breaches the walls of their hometown vowing revenge and to reclaim the world from the titans Aaron and his friends join the Scout Regiment, an elite soldier, sorry, an elite group of soldiers who fight Titans. Wow. Pretty, nice. yeah, I mean, it pretty much was what you were talking about and what I was talking about. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the summary of Attack on Titan. <laughs> but I guess, you know what? I always like try to stay away from saying character names and summaries because it's mm. like, like at least too many. So like when, yeah, naming Aaron. Okay, I get that. But then, like, naming all of the characters, it's just, like, uh, that can be confusing. And, and, some stuff can be kind of spoily. Um, spoiler alert, Aaron, uh, if you if you say in your summary that Aaron's the main character, there's a particular episode that happens with Aaron that you won't believe if you already know, like, he's going to go on these great adventures. So it's just, yeah, like... Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. So... The Colossus Titan, you know, pops up one day out of the sky, like, you know, a fallen angel or something. I don't know. And kicks a big old hole in that wall. <laughs> and yes. basically, that is the first episode, people. Like, we get really yeah, into that, it. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of is like the whole first episode. I mean, there's some... You get that backstory on, you know, who we're following. Yes. And you know, where they come from, and you kind of get a, uh, an idea of the world first. Um, and then that bad boy comes through, uh, and he just punts the the wall open. Yep, um, and that allows the titans that were outside the walls to come in, and their goal is just to chew on human beings. Um, and not even for sustenance, just no, for fun. Just for fun. They smell a human, they sense a human. Fun. Sorry? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Did you say no. that I too chew on him no. just for fun? <laughs> Did not say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Guys, there might be a Titan on this podcast. They're they're really oh. like infiltrating everywhere, okay, in this show. So I mean, who knows? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I do, I will say though. After we get the episode where the colossal titan kicks down, kicks open that wall, we get a the very next episode. You meet the probably the greatest. I I talked to Nat about this a couple weeks ago. The greatest titan introduction of all time when the armored titan literally like lowers his shoulder and just rams through the first gate to the first wall. Yep. Maybe we should explain the walls you know what's funny? because like it kind of sounds stupid when you say oh he kicked down the wall and they go oh there's a gate <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean okay so 
Paradise Island is, you know, an island. <laughs> and people live in this circular um, sort of structure. So they have like the outer outer walls. And then basically the richer you are is the closer you are to the center. <laughs> like that's literally how it's set up. And then there's three main walls. It's Maria, Rosa, and what was the third one? Sheena. Sheena, Yes. And basically, you have, like, the poorest people on the outer walls and then the middle class businessy people in the middle and then, like, the nobility, royal kind of whatever in the center. And so when he crashed, like, when he kicked into the well, wall. Well, let, let, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Let's go back a second. So you do have these three walls, but on each of these walls, you have these little, um, like, divots that kind of uh, – or not divot uh, – these points that stick out on each wall that are like little like separate districts and they're used to bait titans so where aaron and them start off our story is shiganshina which is a district outside of wall maria technically it's like uh shaped like a <laughs> uh a baby bottle have you ever seen a everybody's probably seen a baby bottle and then you know how there's like the nipple on the baby bottle. So Aaron lives in the nipple. And then Juan Maria is the rest of the bottle. Listen, um, geography was never my thing. So I'm looking up. <laughs> you, you didn't know that? What do you, so what did you think that Shiganshina and Trost were? <laughs> no, I know they were districts. Obviously. I just like, like, it didn't really, I didn't really like make the connection that they had these little like. Like, I knew they had the gates, obviously, because he knocked, he purposely, like, they thought they were fine. They're like, let's get to the other side of the gate. We'll be fine. And then the Colossal Titan said, nah, bitch, no, you're not. And he knocked that shit over too, right? So, I mean, I knew. <laughs> I know that there is something separating these districts, obviously, but I never really thought about it as much. Well, cause because they show, like, a lot of pictures. And if you look at the walls, they look like they have little nipples on them. You Sorry, I don't know if this this podcast is like rated G or something, but oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, so the walls have little nipples on them, and those nipples are used to bait titans so that okay. they don't get the humans on like the regular part of the wall. If that makes okay, sense. Okay, okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, like those little like half circles that stick out yeah yeah okay no i get that okay i wasn't really connecting it to the nipple thing i'll be honest with you but yes now i get it (laughs) okay um yeah no i just wanted to mention that because uh the uh, colossal titan kicks through one of the nipples first um and then after he kicks through then the armor titan walks through and then he busts through the main part of the wall yes so now you have that big circular area um, that was protected by Wal Maria that is now not protected by Wal Maria, uh, and so every all of humanity has to go into Wal Rosa and Wal Shina, and at first, it like what I like about Attack on Titan is that it is action based for sure, but there's a lot of politics involved, and so. Once these people escape, you know, the people who are left. Um, actually, you know what? Let's go back because we have to talk about the most defining moment of the ta- of Attack on Titan. Oh. Which is when. Oh, uh, my God. We, yeah, started, like, we skipped that. Right. Oh right. That's literally um, why the whole story happens. Wow. Yes. So our lead our you know what? 
the person we think is the lead in the beginning, because that is questioned many times. Um, he it's Aaron Yeager and, you know, his friends are Mikasa and Armin. And we see them live in their childhood life carefree uh, in in their district. And the ta- the Titans attack. And basically it's pandemonium. OK, like you got rocks flying everywhere. You got Titans running, snatching people up, chewing on them. You got people praying. You got people running and screaming. It's a mess. So Aaron's like, damn, I got to go home. He runs home with Mikasa behind him because Mikasa's is like quasi sister, pseudo sister. Like she's not blood related, but she's a part of the family, you know. Yeah. And so, <laughs> as you are, as, yeah, exactly. And as they're running, 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 he gets to his house, and his mother is stuck under a part of the house that had collapsed on her. And so Mikasa and you know they're children. They're like what eleven? Eight? No, they're eight, right? No, At this time? they're nine. Nine, right? So they're children, literal children. You know, they're trying to save her. I'm gonna do that math. I'll be right back, guys. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to save her, and basically, a titan is coming, and not just any titan. The creepiest looking, smiling titan is coming towards them at this time, and you know, say what you want about you know bad mothers carla ain't one of those okay she Facts. says to um her her good friend hannes who's a scout you know by profession but a drunk not by a scout life. Well, he's, he's a like, a military uh, man a part of the garrison man. yeah exactly so he he's there you know to help out as well and she tells him to take the kids and run because there's no saving her i mean at this point she knows she's dead. So Hannes has a moment <laughs> where he's like, maybe I could. But then, you know, maybe sober sobriety hit him at that moment. And he grabbed those kids and ran. And as he's holding Aaron, Aaron is watching his mother become devoured. Like literally chopped in half. Blood is flying everywhere. Okay. Like you can see blood drops in the scene. Okay. And she is not just dead, but she's dead, dead, okay? And Aaron is having a moment. Hannes is having a moment. Mikasa is having a moment. We're all having a moment. And But at the same time, it's like you can't really stop because there's still so much going on and they still have to escape. So Hannes gets them on the boat and Aaron is just losing it, which is actually Aaron most of the time. So you'll get used to it. But it, this t- this time, I think, is very understandable. I mean, his mother was his world and his dad, you know, had gone to some to do some work earlier. I thought so... you were going to say his dad is a deadbeat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean... no, Grisha's not a deadbeat. He's a he's a pretty active father. Yeah. You know, some might say too active for this son. But yes. <laughs> well, OK, uh... so. Uh going back really quickly they're 10 by the way so aaron aaron is 10 years old when he witnesses his mother get eaten alive yep um and you you might argue that this titan that ate her called the smiling titan um maybe they had like an uncanny sense of smell or something like that because we mentioned earlier they can they smell humans so maybe they smelt something on carla which is why we're gonna get back to that don't you worry 
Anyways, <laughs> so we're on this boat. You know, we're getting inside of Wal Rosa or Rose, sorry, Wal Rose. And basically, um, they're refugees now. Like all of these people in Wal Maria are refugees inside. Um, the very quickly getting cramped Wal Rose. And it's messed up because you know how people you know how the world treats refugees like let's be real mm. we know <laughs> and so basically the government's like you know what we might not have enough food to feed all these people so let's um let's thin out the population so basically they send all of the men of a certain age i believe um, anyone who could be a soldier, pretty much, they conscript them to go and retake the land from the Titans. And it's a suicide mission. We all know it is a suicide mission. Uh, Armin's grandfather, by the way, old man, gray hair, probably shouldn't have been there, um, was also sent. So now Armin is also a an orphan. Mikasa d- has been an orphan. And who knows where Aaron is Papa practically is. an orphan. At yeah, this so point. at this point, we don't know. But Aaron decides that he is going to kill all the titans and when he turns 15 he's going to join the scout regiment and he's going to fight some titans and mikasa does everything Aaron does so she's gonna go too and armin's just like hey i have nowhere to go why not so (laughs) (laughs) they all join the scout regiment (laughs) and Basically, the scout regiment is where they train to use something called the 3D um, maneuver gear, which allows them. I prefer them- the ODM gear. The ODM it, gear. You know what? It just depends on your translation, the one that yeah, you get. That's true. that's true. I mean, ODM is fine. So they they train to use the ODM gear, which is like this really cool sort of mechanism that allows them to attach them to sort of like shoot out this like rope thing that pulls them onto like tall structures because the titans are huge so you can't fight them from ground level you have to always get high to do it so this allows them to sort of move through the sky and the air so that they can um or even just attach directly to titans and if so- you're wondering what that looks like imagine a, a mechanical spider-man mm-hmm. and there's yeah. a they also have the gas to propel so the gas propels them almost like a like a jetpack and then they use the ropes to uh they're called grapples right yes it's called a grapple right so the grapple will hook onto the surface and then they can swing around like spider-man it's pretty cool so cool it's so dope actually like very creative and they actually kill titans not with guns but with swords (laughs) Uh, so we learn sorry i'm making sound effects as you speak Very cool. Uh, So as we learn, um, Titans pretty much are indestructible in a lot of ways. You chop off its hand or whatever, it just regenerates. Um, it and it keeps going. It doesn't actually like really feel pain in the same way. Uh, but there is one thing you can do to kill it. If you chop off a piece of the back neck, the back of the neck, (laughs) the back neck. (laughs) that's funny uh so if you chop off that part of the body uh that actually causes them to i don't want to say die because i don't think that's what they do they more like evaporate 
Like, <laughs> it's very strange. You have to kind of see it to believe yeah. it, but they literally just evaporate into nothing. So that's what they're It's like, to. you know what it is? It's like they deflate. Like, you chop that yes. part off, they start deflating, and then over the way their bodies kind of, like, decompose, so to speak, is through, like, evaporation, basically. Exactly. So we get the training, you know, scenes where we meet a lot of the other kids. We meet... um a whole gaggle of them. They're a lot of fun. You love them. You hate them. You love them. I didn't hate any of the one hundred four. They're they're referred to affectionately as the one hundred fourth. By the way, um, I call them Aaron's crew. But you know, uh, oh, technically they're a squad. Levi though. Never mind. Okay. Ne- oh, I I I'm sorry. I'm not good at <laughs> keeping secrets. <laughs> uh, so basically, these kids um, they compete. But they also sort of, you know, get closer as they train to become scouts. Um, and you they're all there for different reasons. You know, like we have Aaron and his burning passion for the Titans. We have, you know, <laughs> people who are seemingly there because why not? <laughs> like uh, Annie and Reiner, Barhol. Reiner, Barhol. Yeah, and Mikasa and um, Armin, who are kind of there for for Aaron and also because they had nothing else to do. And then we have... (laughs) It's kind of funny. These kids don't go to school, but... Yeah, we have Connie. You continue introducing the 104th. Connie, Connie, Nat says, is a light-skinned black man. (laughs) Connie is a light-skinned black man. I'm (laughs) sure anybody wants to tell me. That man has a fade, okay? (laughs) Connie is a black man. He just light, Okay. (laughs) Man, she said he looks like Jesse Williams. <laughs> mm, so anyways, yes. Uh, we have Connie. We have my favorite, Sasha. Uh, <laughs> who um, just eats. Eats. That's her character just, trait. <laughs> yes. I do recall Sasha. I love her. I mean, like that scene <laughs> where... Like they're being introduced, or sorry, like like yeah, they're kind of being introduced to the training program, and she just takes out that what was it potato, and so she just starts yeah. eating it. Yep. <laughs> and then the, and they got pissed at her, and she was like, not getting that he was pissed at her, so she offered him. She's like, I'll give you half, and then gave him like one third. One cool. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> half. I mean, shout out to Haji and Isayama for making it a potato and not like a basic, a basic vegetable or fruit. Exactly. Something unique. Exactly. But yes, we have we have Connie, Sasha. Do we meet Jean? We have Jean, yes. And we have Ymir. And we yeah. have Krista. Krista? And we have um, Marcel. So No, Marco. Marco. <laughs> You're the second go. person I saw mixed Marcel and Marco. Yeah. Um, yes. You have, right, Marco. have Marco. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not hard to mix the two of them up, okay? <laughs> Like facts, actually, when you think about it, yeah. <laughs> actually, um, yes, and then you have we said Reiner Bertolt and Annie, yes, 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 so we have that's basically what you come to. I've affectionately known call them Aaron's crew at that time because that's what they were. Uh, they were all sort of like connected in some ways, and basically, the way that this training program works is like the top 10 get in, you can decide wherever you want to go. And there's like the three levels, which is like in the innermost city, like you're basically part of the police squad. And that's the place that where you don't do any work and it's corrupt as, as F, like super corrupt. 
You um, basically run a drug cartel. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> I mean. And then we have the scouts, which are basically. We should have introduced you know, the garrison next. Well, okay. So the gar- I mean, the garrison exists, okay? Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't think anybody knows what their job is. No, I feel like they're like regular police, but they're just outside of the that the inner wall, Washina. like Washina. Yeah. So I think that they just take care of all of the other walls. So like they're just like regular police, but they're not. Yeah, they're not really like they don't have a specialty in the same way, right? So yeah. the they're supposed to like is- reinforce the walls and stuff like that, but they don't. They don't do any of that. Yeah. And then we have the scouts, and the scouts yeah. have a very exciting job, and that is to do sort of uh, expeditions and stuff like that outside the wall, where the Titans would just roam free, living their lives. And they are there to push humanity outside of the walls. And because, I mean, when you think about it, some people look at those walls as, you know, safety and free and freedom. Uh, but some people look at it as a cage. Like you're literally just trapped in those walls because the Titans are outside. So <laughs> the scouts job is to give humanity that hope. And so obviously almost everybody goes to the scouts because why not? I mean, that's, that's where the, the passion and the fire is. And that's where Aaron wants to be. So of course this crew is going to be there, but before they decide there is one test that they have to <laughs> they fight and um, I can't remember where they are. Are they in trust when it happens? They are in trust. Are, yes. They're just, you know, minding their business in trust. And once again, we have Titans. And they fight the Titans. And boop, Aaron gets eaten. It shocked me the first time I watched it. Did it shock you guys when Aaron got ate? No. I don't want to. I don't know if I was. I don't think it was shocked. I think that's the wrong word. I think I was definitely like very excited because I was like, "Whoa!" Like that's pretty bold for them to eat Aaron, like kill Aaron off, basically. Yeah. Wait, Nick, yeah, you I just surprised. No. Okay. And okay. I just like for some reason I was just like. Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. I was just like, hmm, this is interesting, but I didn't think that he was actually gone. I kind of doubted it for a second there, because I mean, I was just like, I mean, this show's really just going is just really just really right. Older. Like, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, they they definitely would do that. And then also, even with hindsight, mm-hmm. the show definitely would have done that. Like knowing what I know now, they definitely would have killed Aaron off, like for real. Yep. Yep. And so Aaron gets eight and we continue. And I think what messed me up too was that they continued the story around it. Like Aaron got eight and we're just like, let's, let's continue what's going on here, guys. It's not until you, they, they sort of like go back (laughs) to Aaron getting eaten where you kind of think like, oh, this dude's still alive. So this is when we learned that Titans actually don't, you know, eat people for the sake of, you know, their health. (laughs) This is where they just eat people and the people and the parts and everything just sits in their stomach, in the acid in their stomach until they drown, basically. So Aaron's in there and Aaron's freaking out, you know, as he does. And something magical happens. Tell them what it is, Jimin. 
maybe. Okay. Well, sorry, I was on mute. The magical (laughs) thing that happens, um, Aaron's arm. Okay, no, let me not say that. Uh, Take that out. Um, A titan's arm explodes out of the mouth of Santa Claus. And then he just explodes out of Santa Claus's stomach. And then, well, I'm going kind of in like chronological order but like not story order but anyway and then all of a sudden this titan appears above mikasa and punches this other titan wow and everyone's just like what the fuck <laughs> like the whole time just I think fighting like, other titans because i mean they're used to fighting titans they're not used to fi- titans fighting each other okay so this titan is just beating everybody's ass and Mikasa is like suicidal at this moment because Aaron almost died and Aaron's her whole world. And we get this whole backstory about how, you know, her dad was murdered, her mother was murdered by like slavers who were going to kidnap her, her, her mom specifically, but also her and sell them to men because Mikasa's mom is from the Asian race and it's basically extinct, I think, by that point. So it's they're a hot commodity for that reason. And so... um Mikasa is um, is kidnapped by these people and Aaron and his dad happen to be there because his dad is uh, Grisha is a doctor and he was um, you know there to check people in that area and so Grisha told Aaron to stay Aaron is crazy which is something you'll learn and so Aaron was like where's this little girl I need to find her so he goes and starts attacking and murdering people <laughs> to save Makasa though it is to save Makasa I but- think that's the moment I knew that like Aaron like it's more than just like this passion for revenge on for his mom yeah it's it's more than that like he is just something's wrong with him yeah that's like the moment I like I was like this dude is a psychopath <laughs> so he is about to get his ass whooped because, I mean, he's like nine, eight, six. I don't know. He's young here, okay? They're both young. And so um, one of the guys obviously overpowers him, and he's, like, yelling at Mikasa because Mikasa's in shock, okay? Like, I mean, her mom died. Her dad died. She she's, she's very understandably in shock. Aaron's yelling at her to find her courage and her strength and blah, 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 and she finally does. And what does she do? She, she murders this dude. So they both murdered people that day. And... That is like the flashback while this future scene is happening because Mikasa is trying to find the strength to go on without Aaron while this, you know, <laughs> Titan is beating down other Titans. <laughs> so, so basically, they put it together. I mean, like, I'm just going to flash forward so we're not here forever. But basically, they put it together that this magical Titan that's, you know, anti-Titan is really Aaron Yeager. Which actually, you know, it's a small detail in the show. It's like a very small detail in the show. But it is so huge to them at that time. Because their ideas of what the Titans are are so far removed from it is people, you know? Um, And I mean, at this moment, they only think that Eren is the Titan. They have You just made me realize something, like, theory-wise. Like, oh my... Okay, the way that they view titans is in very many ways it weighs the same way a certain other group of people views a certain other group of people continue i'm sorry 
so cryptic. (laughs) 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 Um, So anyways, uh, we discover that Aaron is a Titan and now the politics have to come into play because um, even though they saved the day, even though now they have somebody to help them in this never-ending battle against Titans, um, people are evil as we discovered in debate 101 on community. So basically Aaron is like, I don't know. He's like chained down because, uh, and he's put on trial by um, Zachariah or whatever his name is. Who's like the leader. He's like the overlord of the three um, different branches of, of the army, I guess, or their forces. And so they have to prove that Aaron isn't going to be a, a hindrance or a threat to people, which I can understand. You know, you're afraid of Titans. This dude's a Titan. Who knows? You know, I, I can see how, you know, the Trumpers and stuff like that would go with it. So whatever. Um, this isn't his first scene, but this is a very important scene for a lot of people because um, a lot of people seem to think that Levi and Aaron would make a good couple. And I think it pops off <laughs> around the moment that Levi beats his ass to prove. It's literally because of that. If you like, yeah. if you ever, if you ever see what their rationale is, it's always that Aaron is into being beaten kind of stuff. Which I get. I'm like, I, see, I don't get that. Aaron doesn't. You know what? Actually, when him and Annie have that like sparring thing in the training session, he did seem kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Aaron. I I feel like Aaron. Yeah. I'm. I Aaron is like timid in that sense. You know, they're totally into um, being beat. <laughs> but anyways, so Levi comes in. Levi. Ackerman is basically the golden boy of the scouts. He is everything. The only thing he's not is tall. (laughs) 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 Literally, the only thing that he is not is tall, but he is like gorgeous. He had to be humbled, you know? He couldn't be like I always say that Isayama was like creating Levi and he created the like perfect and I feel like that Levi was like 6'2". And then Isayama's like, no, this is too powerful. I got to dial it down. So he made him 5'2". Okay? And I was just like, (laughs) no. But Isayama did it and it exists. So I think that's why he made, um, side note, I think that's why he made Aaron uh, mentally unstable because... (laughs) When Aaron gets older, like he's something else, and then he becomes so OP to the point where it's like, you know what? We got to give him a flaw. Oh, it's because he's evil. He's literally the devil. Yeah, and he's so. he's crazy. So, <laughs> but anyways, so Levi comes in, and basically during this trial, it's like this battle for Aaron. It's this battle to own Aaron in in, in a lot of ways. So you have the military police, the corrupt drug mafia business um who wants him and then you have the scouts who want them and levi is like a top you know member of the scouts and basically he beats aaron's ass to prove that he can control him and that you know through figuring out you know how to utilize aaron's ability they can take back while maria and you know maybe even eradicate the titans in general now every single word you just said 
has a strongly sexual connotation. <laughs> <laughs> when you word it that way I was just like okay <laughs> you're well, not helping you. well thank you very much <laughs> side note I've been watching a lot of God 7 content so maybe that's why but anyways <laughs> <laughs> random. that's so random I got JB on my mind all the time okay so <laughs> anyways we have the next chapter of Attack on Titan. And basically that's Aaron. He goes to this like grungy old mansion with Levi and Levi's squad, which is his his underlings, but his crew. And they're like the top of the top. The creme de la creme. They are the best at the at what they do. And so Isayama decides that the best way to help us love these characters is then to brutally murder them when another special titan quote unquote comes into play and that is the female titan now i know how nikki feels i know how sorry jimin feels about this but nikki did you guess who the female titan was no i actually did not really no okay okay so basically um levi is um in charge of this crew and like basically with hanji which is another um they're generals right like that's their actual titles at this time anyways they decide that they're gonna you know do experiments and figure out what aaron is and how to use him and blah 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 and then we we sort of get to know um someone called erwin and erwin is basically in charge of all the scouts and he has this idea he has many ideas he has many plots all you need to know about these plots is that they always take the most amount of human lives possible because that's the <laughs> only way that Erwin legit like when he's making plans he's just thinking what is the way that I can kill the most soldiers and still win like yeah. that's literally his entire planning process you know what I am at it because you know some of them they gotta go but yeah. so he <laughs> devises a brilliant plan to seek out the um somebody in in the scouts who they believe might be um sort of a a betrayer of them and that is how we're introduced to the female titan who basically enjoys killing scouts for no reason outside of the fact that she can and she puts up a hearty fight and during this hearty fight, all of the characters that we have grown to love die. Just brutally die. And then to further sort of stab you in the heart, <laughs> we, f- we see at the end that as, they're, as the plan pretty much fails, I mean, like, it gives the, fa- the plan itself was to determine who the traitor was. They kind of... It, it did, but I don't think it gave them the the answer 100% at the moment. I don't know. I feel like they still needed more information in order to come to the resolution of who it was, which is what we get to at the end, which is why they didn't really, like, accuse anybody right afterwards. But anyways, after this plan, this plan seemingly fails, they're running back into the walls, and the bodies of their dead comrades that they have secured for their family members are now being tossed at these titans okay so it's like there's nothing like 
you can bring back a hand, but you can't bring back the rest of them. It's kind of the idea, okay? So this whole arc is not my favorite. It really isn't. But it does set up a trend of Attack on Titan letting you know a character more and learn to love them and appreciate them only for them to brutally die. Um, yeah, so that happens. And then we move to the final arc. And I feel like the final sort of quote-unquote arc is very short, like, in episodes. I don't know. It's kind of strange how, like, everything else is feel- felt really long when we were rewatching it. But then the last arc was, like, I don't know. It felt, like, so short. Like, so much stuff happened in, like, a really short period of time. Well, now that we're about to go into it, I do want to correct. Earlier, I said the female Titan arc was the worst arc. Not the female Titan arc. This arc that Nat is about to describe <laughs> is the worst arc. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> so basically, we're in the we're in the Walshina and you know, we see Annie in her day-to-day life as a military police. It's, you know, she gets up, they hang out, they watch some of their comrades, you know, sell equipment and you know, just be mafias basically. And Armin shows up. And Armin is like, yeah, you know, we're here and we are we're going to he has some stupid plan that sounds suspect even when he said it to her. So I'm not surprised that she didn't trust him. And we get this weird sort of tension between Annie and Armin, which is also the reason that people ship them. And basically, he tries to lure her down in like these tunnel areas. And she's like, no, that's creepy and weird. And I don't know what's going on here. And the more that he tries to get her down there, the more suspicious she becomes. And then, boom, we find out that Annie is the female Titan. And I I knew basically by then for sure that she was a female Titan, but like, because it looks like Annie just in Titan form. That's how I feel. Whatever. So a battle commences between Aaron's Titan and Annie's Titan. And, you know, Annie is a skilled fighter. Annie's very, very good at it. And Annie also just doesn't care about them. So she's not really, you know, you can't hit on her emotional, her emotions about their connection as comrades. It's just not going to work. So Aaron has to get to business and Aaron finally finds his inner beast, I guess, or something. I don't know. But he beats her ass. And before that he can eat her, she crystallizes. And then we get this very huge shock because they were fighting and she tried to climb up the walls and we find out that um, a piece of the wall has fallen off and there is a titan in the wall. And it's Dadoon, season two. Well, it's not even just like a titan. It's like this titan that looks really huge. Really Like huge. by comparison, like its yeah. face is almost as big as Annie's entire torso in her titan form. Mm-hmm. So, so interesting stuff. so then we have season two and season two is actually shorter so season one is like what 22 episodes 25 oh that's a lot um season two in comparison only like 12 right and basically season two we discovered happens in like three days okay (laughs) it is there's not a lot of time <laughs> that passed in season three and season two. Oh, my season two. Just thinking about how short of a time period it was gives me anxiety. So, yeah. So, I mean, really, season, like a lot happens in season two, but also it's only 12 episodes. So, like, to summarize, 
they're split up. Can I do the summary? Yeah, yeah, you do it. You do it. Yeah. Because I can't okay. really remember. So. so to summarize, Beast Titan show up. Mike gets eaten by the baby Titan. They call it the baby Titan, but that thing does not look like a baby. It's me and Nat's uh, worst nightmare. Uh, and then Mike, by the way, uh, is one of the captains of the... What's the English word for Chosaheda? <laughs> Survey Corps. Survey Corps. He's one I'm of the like, captains wait, of Survey Corps. <laughs> so you know how you have like Captain Levi, Captain Hanji, which is a character that I don't remember Nat mentioning. Uh, you also have Captain Mike, and he gets uh, destroyed by the baby Titan. Uh, also, this new beast Titan, who literally looks like a Yeti, a very big Yeti, can talk. <laughs> very creepy and control, um, and control titans but we don't really find that out until a little bit later um and then after that we we head off to connie's village and sasha's village sasha's village we find out that there are titans who are kind of human size there's a titan that's like maybe seven feet tall that's just gnawing on this lady who is uh i'm assuming like quadriplegic paraplegic or something like that mm-hmm. um and Sasha goes and saves the day, saves her daughter, reunites with her family. Um, she does return to the Survey Corps, but she does see her father at least one last time. Um, and then Connie, when we return to his village, his village has been ran through and destroyed by the Beast Titan and his Titan minions. And that is when we kind of get the first hint that the Beast Titan can possibly turn people into Titans because there's this huge titan laying on top of connie's house with these little uh skinny tarantula arms and legs and then all you can see is like rib cage um and it looks very scary and at the end of the episode it speaks to connie um and we find out that that titan is actually connie's mom uh so that was very interesting to find out at the time um after we leave the villages and we've sort of secured things um we kind of start to see the story split up into sort of two storylines you have one storyline going on with Aaron, mikasa armin hanji levi and erwin and then there's another storyline going on with all of the rest of the 104th or as nat called them Aaron's crew um and this crew goes to this uh, the the other crew like Aaron's crew they go to this uh, abandoned sort of uh fort and they are the titans these titans that have been newly turned by the beast titan start to track them um and they g- come to the fort and they start to get ready to fight at this time there's a lot of stuff going on inside of the fort between the our members of the 104th, particularly between Ymir and Reiner. Uh, there is a specific scene where Ymir is in one of the rooms of this fort and she's looking for something to eat because they're kind of holed up in this fort. Um, and as she's looking for something to eat, she reads a can um, and she says that inside of the can is fish it's herring fish and when reiner reiner catches a glimpse of the can she was reading and realizes that the language on the can is not the language they speak inside of parody island so he's like what in the world how do you know this language so that's that storyline 
Then there's the other storyline on the other side with Aaron and Mikasa and them, um, and also other members of the Scout Regiment, where they are trying to find where the hole in the wall is because they think there's a hole in the wall because all of these new Titans are popping up. But the reality is, as we already know, it's the Beast Titan that's turning them. So, um, <laughs> am I doing good so far? <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing fantastic. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, so uh, we find out, actually, that there is indeed no hole in the wall. Um, but then there, there's the Titans that were newly transformed begin to attack our crew that's back at the fort, our 104th crew, Aaron's crew. Um, and they hold it down for a while until they can't hold it down anymore. And at that moment, when things get dire and desperate, and in the most desperate of times, Ymir takes a knife from Connie that Connie was using to do something. I don't know. But she takes a knife. She says, give me the knife. And they ask what she's going to do with it. She says, I don't know. Um, And then when they walk on the roof of the fort, Ymir makes it very clear that she's about to slit her hand. And for those who missed it, the way that we know... Uh, the way that Titan, the, the way that these people, there's this group of people called Titan Shifters. And we're in the story where we start to learn about Titan Shifters. And the way these Titan Shifters turn is they have to injure themselves and they have to do so with the intent to turn into a Titan. So she takes the knife and she slits her hand um, and she turns into a Titan before our eyes. And we find out that Ymir is indeed a Titan Shifter. Uh, she. At, that is like the end of I believe episode three of season two or it's either episode yeah it's episode three I believe um and right and when episode four begins uh it starts way before our the point that we're at now it starts way back when they were trainees and there's this sequence which shows um our our 104th crew Aaron and Mikasa Armin Reiner Bertolt etc it shows them training to become to become official members of the military um, and as they're training we get to learn a bit about Ymir and a bit about Krista and what we learn about Ymir is that she is from a place kind of obscure place we don't really know what the place is yet but we do see it in the her flashbacks um and she somehow ended up um in parody island after she well not somehow actually she ended up there because she was turned into a titan um in case you missed it the way you get turned into a titan is you get injected with titan spinal fluid she was injected with titan spinal fluid and turned into a titan the reason why she was injected with titan spinal fluid is because she was pretending to be a goddess named ymir um and people i'm not exactly sure if it was a situation where it was looked at as traitorous or as a bad thing, I'm pretty sure that's what it was because she was a part of this like underground society that was worshiping her as a goddess. And it was seen as sort of traitorous um, for her to do this. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Blasphemy is sure. Blasphemy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so she was turned into a Titan, um, which is considered punishment for, uh, Ymir <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep into that because we're going to go more into that later but um after she was turned into a titan she roamed around the uh the place you know kind of parody island for years I think it was like 60 years or something like that mm-hmm. um and then 
uh, she out of nowhere decided okay i'm gonna wake up because she went to sleep for a while um after getting bored i guess as roaming around as a titan and she woke up and she decided i'm hungry and she ate this guy named da, 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 Joel, please Marcel. Marcel. she ate a guy named marcel who happened to be a very close friend of reiner Bertolt and annie wow Annie, who's the female Titan. So she ate him. And when she ate him, she turned back into a human. And when she turned back into a human, that is when she gained what is called the Titan shifting power. That's not the formal name. That's a name I just made up. But still, (laughs) that's what it is. Um, And so after this, you know, we learned this backstory. And then at the same time, we also learned a little bit about Krista. And we learned that Ymir kind of, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but Ymir and Krista have a pretty special relationship. They're very close and you always see them together in every scene, even since season one. Um, And you kind of find out why that is. And it's because Ymir very much feels like her and stories, her and Krista's stories are very similar. We find out that Krista kind of, um, is in a position where um, she was kind of disowned by her people in the same way that um, Ymir was disowned by her people and turned into a Titan. So we also find out that Krista's real name is Historia. Uh, She, (laughs) she was never Krista. Uh, She, she always has been Historia. Um, And so uh, while all this is happening um, in the backstory and the flashbacks, we flash forward back to the present current time where Ymir is transforming into a Titan. And this is a big deal because it's showing that like, it's not just Annie, it's not just Aaron. There must be many, many people that can do this. Right. Um, and so when she transforms into a Titan, she starts catching straight bodies. Okay. Um, helping out our crew back at the fort. Um, And at the same time, you've got uh, Levi, not Levi, sorry. You've got um, Mikasa and Aaron and and all of those guys riding towards the fort. They're coming from the city of Tross where Aaron was locked up and they're riding towards the fort. Um, And when they get there, they all work together and defeat the Titans. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, But critically, Ymir is injured. Uh, and the reason why this is critical is because the next episode, we b- kind of are making our way back to home base, so to speak. And as we're making our way back, there is a very weird conversation that happens. So um, <laughs> I neglected to mention that Reiner got injured in the previous episode. But in the current, so in the current episode, he has a sling on his arm. Uh, and he, <laughs> in his sling, he tries to climb up the wall because they have like this like elevator system and he's trying to get off the elevator to climb onto the top of the wall so that he can go on go down the other side of the wall if that makes sense uh but as he's doing this um you know he makes it on top of the wall and he is standing talking to bear uh and everybody is kind of in their own little section so the way i can describe it is you have a a 
imagine if you're standing along the wall, you have Aaron and Bertolt and Reiner kind of in one section. And then ahead of them is Mikasa and Armin. And then ahead of them is Hanji and the other members of the 104th. Well, <laughs> a very interesting conversation happens where Reiner and Bertolt ask Aaron, you know, Aaron, I well, no, this is almost word for word how it happens. Reiner goes, <laughs> hi, hey, Aaron, we got to talk to you about something. Him and Bertolt. And then Aaron goes, okay. And then Reiner goes, okay, yeah, so I'm the armored titan and he's the colossal titan. And we kicked the wall down a couple years ago. And now we're, we want to take you back to our hometown so that we can, I don't know, do whatever with you. And And mind you, the way they say it is just so nonchalant. It was like, it was like they they didn't I don't even know how to explain it, but it was the coolest I feel like reveal. Way, they were just tired of everything. Okay. They were just like, like <laughs> I might have pretended. I just need I need to go home, okay? Like I just need to go home. My girlfriend's yes. still there. I haven't written her a letter in four weeks. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. It was but it was an awesome reveal just because it was so nonchalant and so unexpected. And then um well let me ask you this. Nat, did you expect it at all? No, I think I, I told you when we were doing the rewatch that I was kind of like. Right, but tell I the was, listeners. <laughs> oh, I was surprised because I trusted them. I mean, I knew that they were like kind of weird. There were some like highlighted moments that didn't really make sense. But They were always together, which is. Yeah, but but also too with everything that happened. I mean, Mikasa, Aaron, and Armin are always together, you know, like. And they claim to be from like True. the same area too. So it makes sense, right? But like, whereas Annie was so obvious, and even Ymir in some ways was kind of weird. So I mean, it's not that surprising that she's like, you know, a Titan. Bertholdt and Reiner made us believe, okay? They took Aaron to that they damn Aaron. waterfall mm -hmm. and they gave him pep talks, okay? They told him to believe in himself and his dream to kill all the Titans. Know that they were the Titans. Were the Titans and that he wanted to kill. And they killed his mom, basically, because they're the ones who kicked through that wall. They're directly responsible for the death of his mom. And they're just, like, chilling with him like they're just bros. <laughs> like, like you know, like they didn't do anything, right? Um, but, no, I was definitely very shocked. But in that moment, we get a flashback where, uh, basically, in this flashback, Hanji goes, okay, well, we now that we know Annie's the female Titan, we also have our suspicions that there could be uh, collaborators. And then she starts to point out different things about Reiner and Bertolt being suspiciously close with Annie. And then at, at the same time, Armin is also putting together, oh, wow, like Reiner did like try to help Annie because when she was like hunting Aaron down in season one, right? It, Armin's like, oh, wow, when we thought, remember there was that point where we thought Reiner may have died in Annie's hands, but in reality, it was him slicing Aaron's location into her hands with his sword. It was quite genius, I might, if I do say so myself. Um, but anyway, in this flashback, they basically expel it out for us how, that they are the, um, that you know reiner and Bertolt are titans we don't really know that they are armor and colossal until they flash forward back to the future where they're telling aaron hey we're armored and colossal um mikasa <laughs> and her never-ending um journey to protect aaron at all costs even when he hates her uh slices them 
And we all know that an inflicted in, an injury will cause you to transform if you have the intention to transform. Yes. So Mikasa slices them to protect Aaron when they, as they're doing this big reveal. Because, you know, it's kind of like a tense moment where everybody knows that they're Titans, but nobody says it. So yeah. Mikasa just preemptively strikes. Um, and she just made a bad decision as she, as you will come to know, she does time and time again. <laughs> um and she slices them and they decide now is the time they're going to turn into their Titans and they turn to their Titans. And then we get the, the, this arc that is called, I believe clash of the Titans. And it's because when they turn into Titans, they try to kidnap Aaron and Ymir, but Aaron goes, you know what? I last season, I trusted my team and I didn't turn even when I wanted to, but you know what? They all dead now. So now I'm going to turn. And he turned, he shifted into his Titan form and he fought Reiner. Um, neither one of them really won. They both kind of lost. I'm just keep it real with you. Um, Aaron gets kidnapped as will become a theme in this show. Um, and Aaron is kidnapped by Reiner and Bertolt. And they and Reiner and Bertolt also take him here and they take him deep into the woods. And then as they're gone, uh the crew that's back in um the sort of the inner part of the the wall the crew decides to you know kind of make create a plan to re and so uh then fast forward we're gonna skip some stuff uh because there's just a lot of talking for a while and it's it's good information but it's information that was easily summarized um our crew finally makes it to the woods and they find uh, Reiner and Bertolt and all of them. And so Reiner decides to shift back into his Titan form. I forgot to mention that he shifted out because after a certain amount of time, like your Titan just can't take anymore. You know what I mean? You need to rest and recover. So he, they were trying to rest their bodies and recover. But now that the 104th is chasing after them, he shifted back into his Titan form and then put Aaron and Bertolt on his neck to protect them. Um, and basically you get this whole sort of epic battle um, of Erwin, the commander of the survey Corps calling the shots um, and making sure you know, making these plans to recover Aaron from Reiner and Bertolt. And one of his plans, which as Nat mentioned earlier, his goal is to kill as many soldiers as possible uh, and also win at the same time. So he makes this plan to um, attract pure Titans to Reiner. Um, and I don't know if we make this distinction earlier, Nat, but pure Titans are basically titans that can't shift into human form they're the mindless sort of zombie titans um they're not intelligent basically um and so he decides to lead these pure titans to reiner um so that they can basically devour reiner tear him apart so that they can recapture aaron uh this doesn't go quite as planned uh armin gets it i mean not armin erwin gets his arm bitten off <laughs> um and it's just lots of turmoil and chaos up until basically it, it comes down to, you know, the wire and everybody's just fighting for their lives at, at a certain point. Um, and it culminates in this scene where Hannes, 
I don't know. Nat, did we mention him in season one? Or when you were yeah, talking about I season one? I did mention um, him and the Smiling Titan and his his decision to save them rather save than them. fight it. Yes. Yes. So uh, Hannes comes back into the story uh, because at this point it's the garrison and the Survey Corps um, combining forces to retrieve Aaron. So Hannes is back into the fold and uh, Aaron, mind you, is very much recovering um, and healing from his big fight with Reiner. So he can't just easily turn into his Titan form and fight these Titans off and, you know, help the help the 104th in that way. Uh, and so, you know, the situation becomes desperate again. And then we see a familiar face of all the Titans in the world that could be a part of this epic battle. The smiling Titan makes a return, makes a comeback, if you will. Um, and the smiling Titan is the Titan that of course ate Aaron's mom in front of him. And so Aaron is super heated right now. Like he wants to kill this thing, but he can't transform. He can't really do anything. So he starts having a breakdown right there in the middle of the battlefield. And Mikasa has to sort of console him and remind him that, you know, Aaron, even though you may not be able to fight this particular battle, you saved me. You wrapped this scarf around my neck, that scarf that I'm pretty sure she's never washed it. She never um, there, that thing must smell like nets, neck sweat and cheese. Um, but she reminds Aaron, like you wrap this scarf around me, you save me, and I'm thanking you for everything you've done. And it almost sounds like a farewell. It almost sounds like a, you know, this is where we die. Uh, and then and then Hannes, Hannes comes in and he swoops in, and you know, as the smiling Titan is approaching Aaron and Mikasa, Hannes swoops in. And he really starts to, you know, go ham on the Smiling Titan, cutting its ankles, you know, uh, its extremities, everything to try to save the day and be that hero that he couldn't be in season one. Um, with all of his bravery and all of his courage, unfortunately, Hannes is caught by the Smiling Titan. And... In the same way, very similar way, similar imagery as Aaron's mom, Hannes is unfortunately eaten. Rip, F in the chat, Hannes is gone. And Aaron sees this happen to him again. Somebody who's almost like a father figure in a sense or an uncle figure, however you want to yes. classify Hannes. Very much a role model, I would say, in Aaron's life is eaten in front of his face again. Um, and this just kind of really breaks Aaron uh and it then the smiling titan as it's finishing once it's finished is devouring um Hannes it starts to approach Aaron and Mikasa again and Aaron is just really out of it and you can tell because he can't transform he can't do anything so he says you know what the only thing I can do is is punch this thing the only thing I do is hit it so he punches the smiling titan in the hand but when he punches this titan something really strange happens and you see this jolt of lightning it's not i'm pretty sure that it's not visible to the characters but it's sort of to symbolize what's happening and there's this jolt of lightning that uh goes through aaron and goes through the smiling titan and goes through all the other titans at the same time and all of a sudden their eyes turn red and they start jumping over Aaron in protect mode to 
consumed the smiling Titan. So all of the other pure Titans begin to, they, they, they take their minds off of everything else that they're doing and they start to fight on behalf of Aaron and Aaron is controlling them. So Aaron is like throwing punches. And as he's doing it, these Titans are like acting on his behalf. So even though he can't transform into his Titan form, he can control and manipulate these other Titans to do what he wants them to do. And they devour the smiling Titan, putting an end to that evil devil of a Titan. And that is not the end of, of the season but that is definitely the climax like the height of the story and it's it's sort of um I don't know the word I'm looking for but it's sort of like it puts a lot of things into perspective for our characters um and so we kind of like flat fast flash forward until after the battle is over and Aaron's been retrieved and Levi is in a room with Erwin and they're talking and Levi reveals to Erwin these titans that we've been fighting that we've been killing they're humans they're not all of them are humans not just our shifters not just Aaron and Ymir and Annie no and in and, and Reiner they're told every pure titan is a human there's a human inside of every titan so he goes we've been killing humans all this time and and you know that's like a really shocking revelation but at the same time erwin is actually kind of excited about this because crazy you said what crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well you know i wouldn't say that about erwin but uh he definitely does have um all of the the scout regiment have or the survey corps kind of you know those are interchangeable terms all of them have something about them that most people would classify as crazy and i guess erwin's thing is that he has this strong belief that there's more to the world and more to life than what is inside those walls his belief is very similar to aaron's in the sense that like not in the sense that you know they're they're living like their world that they're living in is not free but his goes beyond Aaron's Aaron's Aaron is thinking very short term very small time Erwin is thinking bigger picture Erwin is thinking there's more like there's people outside the walls they're not the last of humanity and that is where season two ends Nikki you still alive yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, she probably zoned out like five times did you you follow any of that i I followed all of it every single part anything that was kind of interesting that you found um everything is interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay So we'll be very quick about season three. I mean, I know yeah, we have to be like, I did, I, I did. Honestly, I wanted to give a brief summary. I was literally just going to be like, at the beginning, I was going to be like, Aaron can control Titans, the end. <laughs> but then, yeah, the way it is, once you start talking about it, you kind of get into it and you're like, yeah, and then this happens. And this happened. And this happened. So I'll be very quick about season three. Okay, look, we found out Krista ain't even Krista. She's Historia. And so we find out she's actually part of the real royal family. It's not the king on the actual throne. That's an imposter. The real royal family has been living on some farm. 
they got these crystals underneath their house and basically they have been passing on this one specific titan that's very important and that's the titan that Aaron has and that's the titan that can control other titans and basically what they do is you oh yeah wait i forgot to mention that the reason why Aaron at the very end of season two uh reiner says when he sees Aaron controlling those titans he says that um um the coordinate found fell into the worst hands possible so the coordinate is the same thing as this titan that jim uh, jimin (laughs) that nat is talking about (laughs) (laughs) founding titan so yes so yeah so basically this is like the most important shifter titan because it can control the other Titans and everybody wants it. It's called the Attack Titan, by the way. Um, so anyways. No, 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 no. That's wait. the Founding Titan. You're right. You spoil, You're you right. just spoiled the Attack Titan. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know. I mean, at this point, like, either you watch it or you don't, okay, people? Anyways, so they want the Titan. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> Now I was gonna say at this point there's no there's nothing called spoilers. Exactly. This entire <laughs> entire thing is spoiled. I want I wanted the dramatic tension of revealing uh, when Aaron is like thinking he goes Shingeki no Kyojin and then like um, Hanji is like what were you doing just now you weirdo or do you just pick it up because you watch a lot of anime? You say what? Can you speak Japanese? I know maybe three words in Japanese <laughs> and they're in the Shingeki no Kyojin. <laughs> I, okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> no, I will say though that Jimin is very good at languages. She picks them up really well. Like on our podcast, she's always saying everything properly, and the rest of us are like, mm, so yeah, we're, not, we're gonna like bluster and ruin everybody's names. We're sorry. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so basically, first part of season three, I mean, the whole thing is really about the founding Titan and like what Aaron is and the special type that he is and people trying to get it. But the first half is very much about the Reese family, um, which is Historia's family, trying to regain that Titan because that's the one that was in their family for, you know, basically since the beginning of time. And we find out what happened to Aaron's daddy. So Aaron's dad went to them and was like, listen, we're suffering here. We're suffering where we come from. You need to do something about it because you have the power of the founding Titan. They were like, nah, dog. See, there is this hypnotic <laughs> sort of um, message where anybody who gets that Titan, who's part of that bloodline, is automatically made a pacifist. And they are not to um, defend any of the people in, in on the island or fight back if anybody tries to in to invade the island it's like the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life to be honest with you um i hate it because they could have done so, so, like ended this war from time but you know whatever so anyways he goes there to to get them to help basically because their people are suffering and they're like nah we can't I mean, we want to, but we can't. So he eats <laughs> Historia's, um, that's her sister, right? Her older sister? Yeah, Frida. Frida, yeah. Right? So she eats who was the holder of the, the founding Titan. And basically, that's how we find out how people inherit Titans. They eat the person. Basically, you have to be a Titan that eats that Shifter Titan to gain that power. And that's how it's Which is why on. Ymir became Jaw. Oop. I probably shouldn't have said that, but Ymir's Titan is called the Jaw, and it's why she became Jaw because she ate 
a and, and then she shifted back into a human because when she was a titan she ate the person who held the jaw titan and then she sh- shifted back into exactly. a, a shifter so yeah so basically they were gonna um <laughs> historia the bastard child that nobody wanted ended up being the last of the line. So they needed her at that point. And her dad was like going to inject her um, to make her a Titan and then have her eat Aaron. But you, his Historia is stronger than a lot of people give her credit for being. And she's smarter. And even though she did waver, she admits it to Aaron that like, I did think about eating you for a bit. She, at the end of the day, you know, she's a part of Aaron's crew and she snaps back and they defeat her dad and she's crown princess or queen of Paradise Island and people start to know the truth. And in this time frame, we also get to know more about my boyfriend, Levi. And what? basically, <laughs> I mean, it's the next part of the second season, right? I'm just going to conflate everything together. Time has no meaning in this point anyways. So <laughs> you say that, but that's like. Oh, I'm not on mute. Continue, continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Levi, um, we find out some more about Levi. Levi was born in something called the underground. And it's basically like this corrupt, I mean, like every, we found that every part of this friggin' island is corrupt, but this is like the low of the low. They actually live underground. They don't know what fresh air or like the sky is because of where they're from. Levi's mom is a prostitute. Um, She, like most prostitutes, she probably should have gave up the baby or aborted it, but she didn't. And hence we have Levi. And so we meet young levi who is a starving emaciated like little boy um next who's next to his dying mother and his this person comes to see her and finds levi there and then he sort of takes levi under his wing and shows him you know how to survive in the underground which is basically how to hold a knife and how to protect yourself levi becomes the strongest you know most effective knife player i guess in this town and that's when the gentleman named Kenny leaves. So we meet up with Kenny again. And Kevi- Kenny is using the ODM gear. But they're like the anti-scout regimen. And he's there basically to murder all the scouts. And so it's Levi versus Kenny. And they're both Ackermans. So it's Ackerman versus Ackerman. And it is fantastic. Like, honestly, even if you don't, if you're not really into the story, the the way that they animated these scenes oh my my goodness that first that like that second episode between kenny and levi like oh it's so good stunning like absolutely stunning um and so basically long story short um kenny's working with the rice family and they um he's it's not even because he likes rod it's because he was loyal to rod's brother nobody likes rod rod is just the loser in the bunch to be honest and so he's literally um, there to turn into a roach but we'll get to that later absolutely so they at the end rod is so desperate so he licks like after um historia chooses aaron and then they make they they battle kenny's squad and they murder all of them and then they make their escape rod is like on the ground and he's so desolate and he's like He's he's sad and depressed, so he decides to lick the spinal fluid that has cracked on the floor, which 
turned him into an abnormal titan. And it was the most disgusting titan. I, I mean, we've seen some I'm going to put titans, a picture in the chat. But it is the most disgusting titan I've ever seen before in my life. And they literally have to, like, throw bombs in its mouth to destroy it. Like, that's how gross and just, ugh, like, ugh, that titan is, okay? Nikki, I'm going to put the picture in the chat. <laughs> Don't look at it. <laughs> so then... Ew. Yeah, he was a <laughs> gross titan. I hated it so much. So, Ugh. yeah. I'll just skip to the last showdown, which is we're back in, is it Shinagashi? Shinagashina. Yeah, that's it. And um, they're there to reclaim their hometown. And it's like this return from Mikasa, Eren, and Armin because they haven't been home since everything popped off in the first episode. And their goal is to get boulders enough that are big enough to plug that wall. Burho and Reiner are waiting for them with, with Zeke at the outside and his the Titans that he's created. And it's like this final showdown. It's like Zeke. Zeke thinks he's like up against Erwin, but really he's up against Levi. And inside Wait, the wall. Did you explain who Zeke was though? Oh well, Zeke is the beast titan. Zeke is the titan yes, that we Zeke is the person inside of the beast titan. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's actually pretty attractive here. Not so much in the future. But, you know. Anyway, what? So- I, you are so wrong. <laughs> you can you can appreciate a man with a beard. Oh, I love bearded men. I'm, I'm from Canada. We like hockey and bearded men in flannel. Like- I guess we have a beard in season three, too. <laughs> continue. continue. <laughs> I'm off topic. So, anyways, yes. Uh, basically, the final countdown. It's the final countdown, like that Europe song. Love it. And so... Erwin has a master plan. His plan is to sacrifice all hundred of the um, garrison that he has there that are untried. They're frightened out of their minds. Zeke is tossing these rocks at these people, murdering them um, because obviously he's huge and he's throwing it at such a fast speed that it's crumbling. Yeah, I was about to say, when you said that, I'm like, the average person wouldn't understand that. Like, but yeah, Zeke is like turning, basically turning the boulders into bullets. Yes. So he's murdering all these people. They know there's nothing they can do at this point. So <laughs> Levi looks at his his friend, his, you know, his, his leader, the man he followed 100%. And he said, it's time for you to die now. And so, <laughs> which is actually what happens, okay? So then Erwin decides he's going to make his last stand. And his plan is, to use you forgot to say him. that that's why people ship them. Oh, yeah, and that's why people ship them. Because Erwin is Levi's everything. If you There's actually like a side movie um, about Levi joining the scouts and everything and how he meets Erwin and his friends and things like that. And so, yeah. you, like the ship Levi's a simp for Erwin. He's such he a act- simp. Well, I mean, he was, but, you know, we're going to get to that. Anyways, so <laughs> so um, Erwin decides to make this last stand, and he takes all of these these sheep, you know, for slaughter, and they roll up on Zeke and his titans. Zeke's titans are all posing, eh? Like they're they're standing up and they're posing. They don't move until he tells them to move. Okay, so they're there and they're shooting the. Um, they use these colored sort of powders that they shoot into the air, and that's how they signal. So they're using it to um, sort of 
it's like a flare yeah exactly it's a flare basically yeah so they use it to cover the air so that zeke can't see that levi is using the titans he's basically murdering all the titans in his effort to get to zeke so he can kill him and then zeke almost dies i mean i'm actually really sad because i would have really preferred for him to die here but levi rolls up on him and he's like you didn't know that i was an ackerman hmm i guess this is where you die but instead of killing him he takes him so that they could you know do the right thing i guess and you know get information from him and blah 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 inside of the wall we have Bertholdt and reiner um who are trying to fight slash eat slash take aaron again and basically it's uh Bert, it's reiner at first who does it and he's he's the um trying to fight aaron aaron beats his ass finally um and also they have like these really cool weapons that they're using like the rest of the team and so they beat reiner in that moment and then Bertholdt is all like Bertholdt throughout this whole thing is a wimp he's sad he's depressed he's sad like he's sad times five okay but he finally mans up in this final arc I had to give respect to Bertholdt okay he comes in with his his titan and he is like I'm gonna do what I'm here to do I'm sorry we were friends but you know it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes so Armin is in charge Armin freaks out Armin has a plan his plan works, but the cost was Armin. R.I.P. He burnt. He was like, okay, give my man some more respect in that. He was, um, he was burnt. Okay, Armin <laughs> literally sacrificed himself for Aaron's bratty behind, and I'm sad. It was the saddest death in anime history. So, <laughs> okay, uh, so he died. Matt, get these well, hands. He died. He was just burnt, <laughs> real, real bad. Okay, and so. <laughs> We have a situation now. So, Armin <laughs> is burnt. Erwin somehow survived <laughs> the assault. Like, what I don't know what Erwin is made that? of. I don't know what Erwin is made of, but Erwin is made of, like, godly material. Made okay, because he just all of the souls of the corpses he've sacrificed. Pretty much. So, they're both nearing death. And we have the titan solution that can turn you into a titan because kenny who we find out is levi's uncle um was going was sort of keeping it i don't think he was really ever going to use it but who knows and so levi has it though the team has it and then erwin is like well we can't research it because it's so volatile like hanji is their resident science nerd she's also like most likely to have sex with a titan if she could um, she couldn't do anything with the the um, Titan serum. So Erwin's like, look, I'm going to give it to Levi. We know that he doesn't, he's, he's not swayed by people. People can't pay him. People can't like make him make decisions for him. He makes his own decisions. So let's give it to Levi. Levi now has a choice. He can use a serum on Erwin or he can use it on Armin because they have, Armin's plan did work. They have Berhold. So they can eat Berholt and gain the power of that Titan. It's this big moment where everybody is going crazy, fighting each other, yelling at each other, whatever. And Levi makes his choice. He chooses Armin. So It's Irwin the highest dies. rated episode of any television show on IMDb, by the way. It was a fantastic but yes, Erwin dies. Armin 
we are introduced to Armin's six pack or eight pack. I don't know one which one it is, but it is impressive. Okay, super impressive. So we are introduced <laughs> to now Armin, the Titan, and Armin's Titan is not cute. Oh, but anyways, so Erwin dies. Okay, but they all ugly though. Like when they're in their original Titan form, like even yeah, Aaron. Right. Reiner and Zeke, so, uh, they escape, unfortunately. So they're gone. They're huge, like damaged. Zeke has like <laughs> PTSD from from Levi. <laughs> and Levi's new goal in life is to kill Zeke. So that's something you can look forward to. Oh, well. wait. We failed to mention that like uh, Levi tried to. Uh, you might have said it, though. Levi mm-hmm. tried to kill Reiner, but then Reiner shifted his consciousness. <laughs> Yeah, like From his head. this was just like a plot thing that they did. You know, it really didn't make sense, but it happened. So he was able to shift his consciousness um, from his head or his neck or whatever. So like when he did stab him, it didn't kill him or it, it, like it would have. Um, I, I think that that really was just like a it was a deuce. Um, OK, so what do ex machina? So what you're yes. telling me then that is that without you unintentionally spoiled that this ability never comes up again (laughs) oh it may i've already said that i've skimmed like some of the marley stuff and that's where it probably would be (laughs) so (laughs) Um, you can't just anything i say but anyway but then but then yeah like so then the battle's over uh reiner ends up back with zeke bertolt is inside of armin (laughs) yum yum um (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then, and then, um, we we get into another part of the story. Tell us what happens. Yes. So we're at the end of the this this the season, and basically, Queen Historia is here to commend the heroes who have saved their island and reclaimed Wal Maria, and they're all heroes. Some people might not think that way because you know levi had a choice to save erwin who is like the biggest war hero that the island ever had but you know that that has happened as well and they are bent you know um at the knee getting medals from queen historia kissing her hand and Aaron gets flashbacks and he realizes the truth about one, his dad, um, but also we have seen, I didn't mention it before, but like we do learn that um, some of the powers of the Founding Titan are only applicable to people of royal blood. So um, when Historia and Rod touch Aaron, he does have flashbacks of his, of, of like his dad and like the person who had the, the Titan before him. Um, so the memories are passed down through the people who inherit these Titans. And basically, Aaron learns more than he ever wants to learn because it totally messes him up. And this is Aaron, okay? Aaron's always messed up. He's always freaking out. He's always crazy. But, like, it has the opposite effect. Like, normally Aaron is, like, crazy. He's loud. He's he's rambunctious. He's, like, running into trouble. But what we see at the end of the season is that Aaron is withdrawn. He's just tired. He looks like he's aged a hundred years, you know, uh, I that he does point out episode. to the ocean 
and he's he's like if we yeah. kill all of our enemies over there will we finally be free yeah. and like i think that just shows how dejected he is at this point in the story yeah because he's like this never-ending battle right and so good thing is that they do get to see the ocean and like seeing the ocean is like this very common theme throughout the show because it's armin armin um you know had some books and he was very excited about something called salt water <laughs> and so they they don't really know what it is right um because they're like living in this this walled cage and so they go to the ocean and it's so gorgeous like oh, another gorgeous scene that you guys would love um but it's just gorgeous and pretty and everyone's having a good time and they're like exploring and Aaron is just like doomsday standing there because you know he he knows we don't really know what he knows at this point but he knows and so that's how they sort of end the season and I mean obviously there's a lot of stuff like smaller things you know that happens in between we do well there, a, a big thing that we do learn is the truth about Grisha so Grisha comes from a place called Marley and basically in Marley um, they have this group of people who are subjugated and who are just like lower caste and they're called the Eldians and they wear wristbands to designate themselves as Eldians and they are the people who are considered devils and, and the children of devils because they're the only people in all of the world who can turn into titans and so um, the history is that the Eldians used the power of the Titans to, to sort of take over the world and they were like dictators or they were the worst. And then the Marleans fought back valiantly. And so they, um, have, you know, with, with being, with their ability to take some of the Titans because the Titans bring about absolute power, right? So they were able to control some of the Titans and that's how they were able to fight back. And the current king at the time decided that instead of fighting, these senseless wars because that really is what had been happening for like generations he took his followers all eldians and they went to this island paradise island and they he created these titans like thousands maybe even a million of titans and he put them in the walls as protection and so he said he told the Marley government and everybody like if you guys come here I'm gonna set these these titans loose on you and s just leave us alone live out how you guys want to live we're not gonna bother you just don't bother us and then he wiped the memory of everybody there because the founding titan can do that there's so many things we don't really ask actually know about the founding titan so far in the anime but like that's one of the things that they it can do and it wiped all the memories except for certain amounts certain groups of people the Asian clan which Mikasa is part of the Ackerman line, which Levi and Mikasa are both a part of. And um, basically every, all of the inner circle in Walshina, uh, they knew that it's a fake King. Um, but that's sort of like the compromise they made for the power that they had was that they would go along with it because they were not able to be brainwashed as well. Like the local populace. So, um, the Reese family then was the real royal family and they basically just, you know, did their church worship thing and then like ate each other. And then you had the fake king who was just useless and the real power, which was these royals who were just like, who couldn't be brainwashed and so just sort of just used that. And then they were murdering off the Ackermans <laughs> because they were like, uh, we don't like this. This is sketchy. And the Asian clan, which probably explains why Makasa's family was like, living in the middle of nowhere 
and so we get that history and we learn that Grisha had gone back after um, after the initial attack. He had gone to find um, Aaron and to find out what happened to the mom, found out Carla was dead, freaked out. And then he said, basically, like, look, um, I'm about to die because there's a finite when you're a shifter Titan, you do have a, sh- a finite amount of time. Um, it like shortens your life basically. And I think it's like 13 years or something like that. You are, you know, that Titan and then you die. So he was coming up to the end of it, his as well too. And so he used the serum to turn Aaron into a Titan and then had Aaron eat him. And this is after he ate Rod Reese's entire, like he, he ate Frida and murdered the rest of Rod Reese's family. So a ah, lot of You use that word murder very loosely. He, they were children involved. He murdered those children. Okay? Wait, was that memories real? Okay, yeah. He, I, I would say that he murdered them because that's what we've seen. Oh, yes. yes. But to continue the story, yeah, he had Aaron eat him. And that's how Aaron inherited his titans. Yes. So we are now on season two. And season two has been... Sorry, season two. Four. Season four. <laughs> um, and we've been... Oh, we by the way, been- Aaron's titan it, that you see... The, yeah. the titan that you see is actually the attack titan yes but the but he's actually got two titans in him the founding titan as well because his father who also was the attack titan ate the um frida who had the founding titan so now aaron has two titans and his father got his got the attack titan from aaron kruger who i'm assuming he named aaron after yes um who was like the original attack Titan in our storyline, who was this undercover guy from Marley who was like infiltrating the Marleyan um, government to sort was of he? help the, well, that's the story, right? They, yeah. they tell. <laughs> that's true. Was, I honestly believe he wasn't doing nothing, but he was infiltrating no. the Marleyan government uh, allegedly to um, help what's called the Eldians. Did you mention that their race yes. is called the Eldians? Yes. To the help Eldians. the Eldians uh, basically like, become powerful again put be put back in power because right now they're just living in subjugation as you could see from episode uh two of season four nikki um the eldians they living in a cage like a real they're living like day to day you know how to say they say paycheck to check paycheck yeah they live in paycheck to paycheck basically yes um important thing that also to mention is that the smiling titan was Grisha's oh. first wife. So <laughs> Grisha, Grisha basically had a very sad story. Like the Marleyans had his, like basically fed his sister alive to some dogs just because, because they, they treat the Eldians as, as demons. They call them devils all the time. Right. So they're like Devil subhuman. Yeah. So they look down on them and basically they treat them like trash. And some they more than beat others. Aaron and then, I mean, they, not Aaron, they beat Grisha and then fed his sister to dogs. Yes. And then, um, so he becomes this, and and it's all based on this history that like the Marleans push, where the original um, Titan Ymir, who the other Ymir was named, was sort of took the name of, and that's I guess who she was pretending to be as a goddess. Yeah. Um, the original Ymir, what she made a deal with the de- with a demon or the devil, and that's how she gained the Titan power, and then that's how she like controlled the world as an evil goddess or whatever, and so. Um, they that's the truth that the Marleans push on the Eldians, so that's why a lot of the Eldians believe that you know they are dirty, they are 
devils. They deserve everything that happened to them because of the past. And so um, Grisha, you know, becoming radicalized because of what happened to his sister, he joins this underground group and they're like, uh, that's not the real history. So um, Ymir actually discovered this power of the Titans um, and then she used it to, you know, build um, infrastructure. She was a great ruler and we, you know, we pass it along until the, you know, obviously we did conquer people, but it wasn't as bad as they said. And like, um, we just want to reclaim the glory of Ymir. And so he meets, um, what's her, what's her name again? Sorry. Um, Zeke's mom. Dinah. Dinah. She meets Dinah. Dinah Fritz. Fritz. And Fritz, ding, 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 is the original royal family family. that Ymir, the original Ymir sort of, um, Ymir Fritz. Yeah, she she started that line. And so they get together and they get married and they have Zeke. They try to radicalize Zeke. Zeke is like, mm, I don't know about I don't all know this. about that. So he betrays his mom and his activities. dad. And they and they all and their crew get caught and like basically they all get turned into to um Titans except for Grisha. Because then um, the guy who had the Aaron Kruger, the owl, who had Aaron Kruger saved yeah. him because he had to pass on his Titan. So the smile. So the, one of the last things that um, Dinah says or Dina says to Grisha is that she'll find him. And what does she do as soon as she gets inside that wall? She she smells out where Grisha is and she finds the house. And who's there? His new wife, Carla. And she eats her. She smelled. <laughs> she smelled Grisha's. Um... Love this. Love that was about to be very inappropriate, but <laughs> say it. I mean, you know, she was smelling that. <laughs> you know what? She's I mean, thing on Carla. The thing. <laughs> she had a kid with him, so I mean, she she definitely knows what it smells like. So she she sniffed him out. She sniffed him where he was out right away. Um, and, so, <laughs> and that's how she found Aaron and them in season um, two as well. I believe that is how it happened. Well, that's so anyway, theory. But so anyway, I, I I agree with the theory. Yes. In anyway. season season four, we have these two episodes, and they're showing us Marley as it is, and we're seeing the Eldian lives and like how shitty it is, and how like they basically like their army, the Marleyan army, is basically just Eldians that they sacrifice, and then the Titans, and. It's either Eldians as humans or Eldians as Titans. Like they're they just sacrifice them. And then, and then take- when and then whenever they win, like they in battle, credit. they take mm-hmm. credit. The Marleans go, Oh, that was our Marleyan people out there. No, it was all Eldians who were sacrificing their lives. Um you know. So, yeah. so it's garbage. Garbage. But anyways, that's it. We're caught up. Um, I think my like we can now, I guess, move into just like discussions about the show itself in general, what we like, you know, any theories we have, any questions we have, blah blah that was blah a blah. Long ass yeah, I know, right? Can I say <laughs> my theories right off the bat, though? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, hopefully, Nikki, that you understand what's going on in the show, so that our theories kind of make some sense a little bit. Um, <laughs> my theory as somebody who has not read the manga is that uh i was when i was rewatching the reason why i was so excited about episode two um and a lot of people really didn't i guess a lot of people didn't like it or thought it was boring or whatever the reason why i was so excited because so many things got dropped in there that made me think 
about stuff. So number one, you know, we're going to get the Warhammer Titan, of course. But then there is, it made me think about the uh, uh, manga spoilers ahead. Anybody who hasn't read the manga, there's a manga spoiler really quickly. Um, the Everybody talks about this thing called the rumbling. And I don't know what that is. But what I think it is referring to is the titans that live inside the wall those giant titans breaking out of the wall and that's not a manga spoiler in itself that's just a theory and the reason why i say it's not a manga spoiler is because we know that there are titans living inside the walls on parody island um and i think that i think that that's what that is gonna be i think aaron is gonna aaron about to go ham okay aaron he's he's catching bodies like all day he's going to control those titans in the wall because the reason what triggered me to this is do you remember that scene where reiner is like um you know complaining about parody island and how it was like hell for him at the dinner table with his family well his mom after that his mom goes it's because they have the giant titans that are going to flatten the world and when i heard flatten the world my brain automatically thought earthquake and then when you think earthquake, you think of a rumble sound. And all of these manga readers are saying something about this thing called a rumbling. It just makes sense. I mean, come on, two and two, two and two. I also think that Reiner is obviously suicidal. I honestly feel like that's obvious. Um, and Or if, if it's not obvious, he's going to become suicidal. This is not a manga spoiler. This is just my theory based on what I've seen, his, his descent into madness, so to speak. I firmly believe that Reiner's going to switch sides before the story's over. I think he's going to switch sides firmly to the side of Aaron um, at some point. I don't know if he'll have any support in that. Like, I don't know if Galliard and Peak and, and Warhammer Titan, I don't know if they're all going to, you know, switch sides, Zeke even. Um, but I, I really feel Reiner is. Everything is hitting towards that, especially that conversation he had with, um, uh, what's our baby's name? Nat, our boy. Uh, Falco? Yeah, Falco. Oh, my God. You're a mind reader. Wow. We love to see it. Um, I, especially since he had that conversation with Falco on the train, and it it very much was like he's, you know, he's really conflicted and struggling with this, but it's very clear to me that he doesn't believe that the Parody Island people are like devils. He doesn't believe that they're horrible and all this that. I think he really believes in them and and he's starting to see how messed up Marley is and like he's starting to understand that like everything I, I right now I don't think he understands it, but I think with the over the next few few episodes, Reiner's gonna have like a really eye opening moment where he realizes like what marley does to eldian people and like how bad it really is and also maybe he might learn the truth that grisha's people grisha's little patriot group you know how grisha called his group the patriots um maybe he might learn like the history that they were talking about and become a defector and and help aaron because we already know if it wasn't obvious to everybody by now, all the watchers, we already know that Aaron and crew are on Marley. Like Aaron is in Liberio. Whereas Jean, I think Jean is just like in Marley. I don't think he's abs- like actually inside the gates, but Aaron is in the gates. Like, I don't know. It, it was clear to me that that guy with the eye patch with the crutch and his leg was missing is Aaron. Um, people might be wondering like, how is Aaron... I, well, I'm not going to get into that because I feel like that could be me 
kind of so there's this theory that um the oh yeah there's a theory because you know how they talked about the festival that where the Tiber family is going to make that big announcement there's a theory going around that um Aaron is and crew are going to make their big appearance there at that festival and I kind of believe it because if you look at the trailer um, this is not a manga spoiler this is simply looking at the trailer if you look at the season four trailer um there's a scene in it where Aaron is in his titan form the crew are in their ODM gear and they're in front of a Zeppelin and then the Warhammer Titan, who I assume is the Warhammer Titan. I'm just assuming it's because I've never seen this Titan before and we've only got one other Titan left. So it has to be the Warhammer Titan. They, it looks like they're engaged in active battle in the middle of a city and the city does not look like it's on parody. It looks like it's on Marley. So with that being said, I do think that there's going to be a showdown with them soon. I, I believe in that theory. Um, I and also there's a theory out there that Zeke is actually a patriot and this whole time he's been like pretending and pretending and pretending to you know I don't know about all that is it possible yes um is it probable no just because I think like why would he go so far as to out his parents if he ultimately believed in the same cause they believed in also he was a kid when he outed them too so i just don't know if he would be that indoctrinated in their ideologies at that age i don't know but those are my main theories just like the zeke theory the reiner theory the rumbling kind of theory um and then also oh i got one more theory no two more sorry (laughs) falco (laughs) is gonna become uh the founding slash attack titan it's a, I think he's I truly do think he's going to inherit Aaron's power just the way they're setting it up there's crazy parallels between them um and then my other theory is that uh nobody's going to inherit the armored titan none of the people that we've met because either Reiner's going to find a way to like extend the armored titan or he's just going to kill himself or like be killed and then it's a random person's going to inherit it and I don't know just everything is showing me that I don't think Reiner would allow Gabby to eat him Gabby or Falco so um or any of the kids really because I don't think he would want to uh subject them to the same hell but also I just don't think he wants the Marlians to continue to hold that power I think he wants a random subject of Ymir to have it um and then my other theory was about oh uh, my other theory is more so manga spoilers, so I'm not going to say it. Anyway, those are my main theories. What do you think? I think they are all very good theories. I <laughs> know. I but you can at least tell me. If you, you, well, you already told me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's all. Uh I think that honestly, like your theories are really good. Like honestly, when I was watching before I even started reading the manga and sort of figuring out, you know, things, I never had any, I didn't have Mm -hmm. any theories that were even close to this. I'll be very honest with you. I was kind of just like going through it, you know? So I was surprised most of the time. Um, But you do have really, really (laughs) solid theories. Um, Some right on the money, some not, some in between. But let's get down to the very important questions. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you think Levi is a virgin at 37? Really? <laughs> I have actually thought about this. 
because he does not seem like the type like he seems completely asexual like kanji you know like whatever but he's so hot how are the girls not throwing their panties at him it's so confusing to me so that's why you know i'm putting this question up to the forum what do you think wow <laughs> i mean his mom was a prostitute nah, so he drunk. knows um what it's about <laughs> No, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think that my <laughs> assumption is that no, this is how we have our with episode. the exception of Hanji, none of the characters are just that would just make the most sense to me. None of the characters, like at this point in the story, obviously, like ten years ago, yeah, but like mm-hmm. at this point in the story, none of the characters are, especially Aaron. Aaron's a hoe. Aaron's a hoe, like straight up. Like you can look at him and tell. He has big hoe energy. Like facts. <laughs> I don't think Levi's like that though. I think Levi's more of a one person man. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> like I think Levi is the type of person that like he sees he sees that type of thing yeah. as like um not like like as a duty, like something he has to do to make to sustain himself <laughs> rather than like a fun activity. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> see that absolutely can i think because he's so like he he's so strange like as a person i know that's really like what drew me to him and hanji is that like a couple <laughs> why um, are you whistling but, like he's both so weird and so oh, i'm not whistling on, on purpose work. i'm just like breathing in and out oh <laughs> I, love I thought you were trying to be shaky <laughs> Uh, I thought she was just really shady. Really good mic, okay. I am. No, no. Jimin is usually more. I shade you like every ten seconds, and you never pick up on it. Yes, but every. I mean, no, I do. I just I accept it as the love that it is, and I just move on. That's honestly, you and Nikki are both very similar like that. Nikki's less shady, but also, yeah, but also, you know, like, oh, Nat, you're the oldest. I think that's the best. Yes, sort of. No, I meant the uh, oldest amongst us three. Yeah, yes, she's a hers. Ah, sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nikki calls me a hag all the time, but don't worry, she's getting to hag territory too Aww. soon. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Jim and you're the baby. <laughs> but anyways, uh yeah, no, I I really love Hanji and Levi and I mean that's it works for me because they're both so asexual and weird, but also like the possibility. But anyways, like, I don't really want to get into theories on my own because, like, my Your theories, theories are based and I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm just yeah. going to talk about... Uh, now I kind of want to know, but I, I, I absolutely yeah, I don't say No, because, right? like, so, you'll get um, manga spoiled if you... I know. So, like, don't do not do that. But I, I do like your questions, though. Yeah, exactly. I will. That's why I'm going to... 
Okay. Well, that's why like I kind of like to I'm I'm probably just gonna go into more fluff things. Like um I knew you were gonna ask that. I really hate you. Who do we want Aaron to end up with? Because that's a very important question. Why am I not on the timeline? timeline. Why am I not on the timeline? Really? Wow, you keep getting that sounds uh, keep getting like kicked off of Twitter. Wow, I keep getting suspended. (laughs) Dang, what do you be saying? (laughs) Honestly, I think it's not even it's it's the K-pop fans, man. They just it's not they can't take a joke. Well, it was the K-pop. It is the K-pop fans now, but we. But you know, half of those, half of those, like Delena stands are now BTS fans. So, ooh, what is this other group? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, Delena is like twenty-four-seven. Honestly, I feel like I feel like BTS stands are made up of like the worst stands in every stand base from Tumblr era. Absolutely. But no questions. I do want to hear what you have to say, Nikki. I want to know, like, (laughs) I know, obviously, we just read the Um, whole the whole (laughs) show to you. But I do want to know who do you um, who do you see Aaron? Like, who do you think Aaron, based on what you know about the characters, should end up with? If he has to end up with anybody, because he doesn't have to end up with anybody. I was going to say, I think that Aaron is going to end up dead. So I think... Now, I think that feels like a huge spoiler because that feels like something Nat told you. <laughs> no, I feel no, like... No, 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 no. It's just a feeling. I just... I don't know. I just don't feel like this is no. a show that's going to have, like, a... Happy ending. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not giving a vibe whatsoever. I hope Aaron like, I. Yeah. Or, like... Yeah. It'll be like Isiyama's version. I think Aaron will impregnate somebody. You know, which is like going to be probably. I won't up, go too into it. I did see that. Yeah, I saw like people talking yeah, about people that. I don't want to say anything else because people, I feel like people, I've been spoiled yeah. on that. Um, which makes me sick to my stomach to be spoiled. Like, you know how I hate being spoiled. Mm. So, Jimin. Okay. Girl, like, <laughs> you can't just say it like that. Um, I, I, I am more on, like, I honestly don't really care who Aaron ends up with because it's Levi. Yeah, it's Levi Hanji for me anyway. Like, that's my, my ship from the show. And I don't care about anybody else. But if I, I think, have to choose, I would I don't. I think it's Aaron gross. Makasa. I think because it's so gross. I well, I see a lot. Of, I think sense. a lot of my friends uh, he, who you know, are huge Attack and Fighting Titans fan who do do ship in, they're also on the Aaron Mikasa. I feel like people um, do that just because they're the main girl and guy, and not because of any like real substantive reason. And when I talk about, I'm not like obviously this is just a, a yeah. show. Like I'm not like my heart's not invested in it in that way. But what I'm saying is, it's like I do feel like when I look at shows i don't i'm one of those people like i don't really sometimes i really hate the main characters of shows like i really hated aaron for a long time but not like in a passionate way just like you know he's annoying um but i've grown to really really like aaron um 
but I'm at the point where it's like, I just think their their relationship is really, really messed up. And I don't know, like, <laughs> I just don't see how people can, like, see anything there just because I just feel like it's imaginary, <laughs> like, to be honest. It's like the people who, like, ship Louis and Harry from One Direction, like, get out of your own delusional imagination. Like, it's not, there's nothing there. No, it's once. That's what I'm saying. Like, I did. Okay, let me be clear. Like, okay, yeah, maybe I. I'm I'm talking about like the actual shippers, right? When I'm talking about the, if we, if we're talking about the actual ship, the ship is very different, obviously. Um, and I do think Aaron and Mikasa is one-sided, and I don't know anything about the the manga and what's going to happen later. Um, but in in terms of what we know now, it's extremely one-sided, and it's not even really that romantic yet. But even like the little bit of romance there is is super one-sided and Aaron is like very singularly focused and also my justification for Aaron and Armin is like Aaron is so sweet to Armin like right now obviously I don't know what's going to happen in the future but like right now in the anime he's so sweet to Armin and he's like not like that to any other character this this dude took a punch in the face what did Levi knocked out half of Aaron's teeth <laughs> Levi Levi rearranged that man's face, okay? When they were when he was trying to like him and Mikasa are trying to fight him because they wanted him to use the serum on Armin instead of Erwin. So Levi literally punched um Aaron, who is like a Titan, who should be able to take yeah. him, mind you. Like Levi face, did not hold like, back. Like his face and after that punch. So like, I feel like the intense. fact that he's willing to take a punch for Levi when any other time he's like cower cowers away from Levi for all for Armin. And whereas when him and Mikasa was arguing, I remember in season one or something like that, Mikasa was like, Aaron, please don't die. The one thing she didn't want him to do, this fool went and did it anyway. So I think that I think that, that tells you something about where Aaron prioritizes his relationships. I think he <laughs> deeply cares for Mikasa. But I think it's literally like an older sister or like like, even though they're the same age, I think he feels like she's more of an older sister figure at this point in the story. And if that were to change, I do think it would be a little bit strange. Like, okay, like, yeah, y'all not really related, but I don't know. I'm one of those people where it's like, if I saw you as, like, family, I don't know if I can start to see you in a different way just because we're older. Like, I don't know about that, Chief. But, um, that's my rationale. Aaron really cares about Armin everything he does in the show if it's not for his mom or about his mom it's for Armin or about Armin period so that's who he should end up with if he has to end up with anybody honestly I personally ship Aaron with death um and going to hell because that's what he deserves but because you like I demons. personally don't ship Aaron with going to hell. I mean, she does. I don't, it's fine though. <laughs> Aaron is See, I like... Hold up, didn't you say? Hold up. Speaking of liking demons, the reason why I have proof of this, guys. Um, yeah, I Nat is a Wei Wushin stan from um, Gr- Grandmaster of Demonic the cultiva- Demonic Cultivation, and he's uh, don't get me wrong, I love Wei Wushin, the but like he's also kind of a demon. So even more proof. Nat just likes evil things yes from black butler is actually a demon like 
a real demon. Also, Sebastian from Black Butler is straight up a demon. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of okay with that. You know, Aaron is <laughs> a troubled Long man hair. now. Love it. Troubled man with abs. And um, I love his long, I'm loving the long hair. I'm loving it. And I, you know, I, you know what? I Let know me what's going on here. Your guest I don't draws for you. I am so you're just getting to hell. So whatever's going on can become more comfortable. <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about like theories. We talked about you know ships. Another important question, Aaron. The most attractive post time skip, Aaron. I have to be clear about that. Character on Attack on Titan. <laughs> Only reason why I say that is because I feel like Levi's um, animation is not consistent. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he's an adult. It, it's so. <laughs> you remember the, when we were watching like those last three episodes of season three, and we were like, "What is happening it to isn't. his face?" <laughs> Aaron is the most attractive character. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. His face was weird. It really was. Um, Nikki. Yeah, sorry, no, no. I just, yeah, if that's it. Uh, I mean, so far with what you've seen, seen. that was my phone. (laughs) What, who do you think is the most attractive member? Oh, I still think Levi is super hot. I know he's short, but I think he's super hot. See? I agree. I think Levi. I told. I knew it. I knew it. You tried to hide it from me, but I knew it. Season four, Reiner. I don't know why. I'm kind of. But wait, she didn't. She say it when we were watching the episode. Uh, We had a conversation uh, yesterday when recording. I am, and I think I said something, and then she was denying it heavy. Yeah. Yeah. No, Reiner, girl, something about like yeah, I was like, no, I hate. You know Reiner. what it is? It's him. something about these characters that have like I hate emotional trauma and like baggage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like I, I mean like no, it, it, no, it no, really. No. Okay, I'm let me clarify what I'm digital, saying. Okay? I only look the, at it looks. seems like the more baggage you have, the more you level up. Like. Armin died and came back with a six pack. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like uh, Right. Right. You know what's really funny about the six pack? I think I told you Jivin before, but when I was doing um my first watch of season three on, on Netflix, I did sort of live tweet it. And I remember like some people, like some of my mutuals who also watched the show. And I was like, when Armin came out of that whatever, and he had that six pack, I like I I think I like had a remote in my hand or something, and I dropped it. I was like, what is even going on here? And then I had tweeted it, and everyone was like, why, how, where? <laughs> like it was that honestly was like I'm surprised it wasn't a trending topic because it was just so like crazy shit has happened in season three yes we know but i feel he like he is armin, a military man though so it makes sense that yeah, he would I think have that like armin a, a and that six pack like it would was be the craziest thing it was you know? the most surprising thing i've ever seen before in my life absolutely nikki so favorite character no comment like in okay. terms of story 
versus the least favorite character in terms of story. This is hard now that season four is out. Um, but I would say my favorite character Fair. as of right now in terms of story. Well, I'll do my least favorite character first. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character. Huh? Whoa. Why do you think that? Mikasa? Because it's not Mikasa? my favorite character. Huh? Oh, I just, I don't know. I just, Wait, no, I just don't know why you think that. I'm not saying that you, like, yeah, am I, wait, am I right? <laughs> oh, it's just, like, I, I don't hear you bash Mikasa, really, outside of, like, pointing out her flaws, which I agree with, to I've be said honest. multiple um, times that Aaron like doesn't deserve Mikasa. her. Um, but I just never hear you really praise and her Aaron, a lot of the time. Obviously, so that's I why like I just, Aaron, but, okay, uh, least favorite character, um, this is hard because okay. I kind of like everybody. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. Um, yeah. yeah. If I had to pick a least favorite, it would probably be, um, mm-hmm. and it has to be a main character, right? Like a character we see a lot. Um, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mikasa. <laughs> I, just, I don't see it. Like she, she's just like yeah, exactly. really annoying. A lot of time, and like, yeah, she's badass, but it's like I can get that same thing from Levi and <laughs> yes! not be annoyed. So, <laughs> um, and then my favorite character, it's really a toss up between right. Aaron and Armin. Right, Armin is a genius, and Aaron is, uh, a very compl- complex character. Um, and Reiner. So it's between Aaron. You know what? Yeah, it's between Aaron, a few, Armin, and Reiner. <laughs> at this point, okay. Hmm. My oh, yeah, favorite character, story-wise, I feel like I really, really, really love Hanji. Um, I really wish that we knew more about her, to be honest. Um, and that's kind of like where. I stand on hit on her, but like I love her so much, um, and so I would pick Kanji. I would pick Levi, obviously, because I think he's honestly outside of the fact that he's very attractive and he's badass. Like I do think that he's an interesting character. I think that being underground and like, but the that's way what that makes me love raised, Like I um, honestly, I think I might like made him like the stereotypical huh? bad guy, like Kenny. Uh, but Kenny might be my favorite Ackerman. Kenny yeah, because yeah, I think I think with Levi, the Kenny, thing is, Kenny is like, was insane. But yeah, I mean, if you're had, talking about it from a pure story perspective, Levi's arc yeah? is okay, really over. Like his character arc is over. And I'm not saying that for because I know anything special. No, I'm saying that because like if you actually pay, like mm-hmm. if you've consumed all the Attack on Titan content, it's very clear that Levi doesn't really have a lot of places to go anymore because we've seen him overcome his struggles of living in the underground we've seen him overcome his struggles with the uh uh survey corps we've seen him you know in his relationships progress and become more like um three-dimensional so it's just like at this point i don't think there's anything else you could do to levi to make him a better character and make him grow and develop that would in a way that would enrich the story the same way you could do with some of the younger characters on the show or with Hanji because Hanji we don't know a lot about her or them yeah no actually I do agree and 
I think that right now, like the focus, like on the show, is like, um, especially with Erwin mm-hmm. being gone, it's more like Air um, Levi, sort of being like a quasi leader, in some ways, but not because he doesn't. Even though he is the leader of his squad and whatever, he's not. He's not an Erwin. He's not here to um, um, inspire people and to get them to do their best. And he's not even really here for the mission. I don't feel. Like, the whole idea of, like, reclaiming, you know, like, their freedom and all that stuff. I don't think he cares about that, to be honest. Um, Levi is just like, I'm in this position. I have all these subordinates. I might as well just do my job to the best of my ability. And that's where he stands. And I do agree that I think that – I think that's why they gave us that movie for him because they needed to give us um, his arc. Because, you know, like, he – as an older member of – of like the team and and the, the the scouts he he's here to help the younger kids find their way i think more so than anything else right um but that being said i mean i do enjoy seeing like what they do next with levi in terms of like fight scenes and things like that and i don't honestly need a very like i don't need story all the time i mean like i watch dragon ball i watch dragon ball sleep i watch dragon ball super ask me what the story is on all of those goku's stupid Vegeta's angry Boma's smart i mean like nothing really changes they just get older you know <laughs> but i very much enjoy it so it it is what it is um, but I think with Hanji, like there, because there is so much that we don't know about her, I kind of feel like I would love to see what motivated her, you know, outside of this obsession with the Titans. And even if, if, if this obsession with the Titans happened after she joined the scouts, um, uh, maybe she was like more afraid of it. And this is something she fell into. Cause like maybe where she was from, there was no other jobs or anything like that. And so she just like joined it and then she fell in love with the Titans and like figuring out what they were and, and you know more about them and so i think with hanji she there's so much untapped potential in a lot of ways so i'm really interested to see where she goes from there with mikasa i think if you had asked me maybe a year ago she would have been one of my favorite characters more so also because of potential but i don't know i know mikasa never changes and i think we've seen it on the show that she never changes but I thought she she would have changed. <laughs> it's kind of like in in it in, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, like no spoilers or anything like that. I just like I honestly feel what like, I wanted from Makasa. I'm not getting I, from Makasa, so I had to drop her. To I honestly feel like um and Historia then is a stronger I love- character mm-hmm. at this point in terms of yeah. story potential and like where that character can go and where the character has been. Like we saw Mikasa, the last time we saw Mikasa actually change was in season one. And it was like the fourth episode, like, or the fifth episode or sixth or something like that. But either my point is, is like, like you said, she's been static. Every other character around her is so dynamic. Um, and we've seen them grow and change and develop recently. Whereas Mikasa, it's just like she's the same person and she's still obsessed with somebody who doesn't want her and she doesn't know how to stop that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, no, no, no. It's funny because I think you would really... um, (laughs) One of our mutuals specifically has that very, very same mindset. 
um, about Mikasa and like um, she's really into um, his story actually like I think that's one of her favorite characters and stuff too so I think that would be <laughs> oh don't get me yeah, wrong yeah, I am by no means no historian Stan I just telling think those Aaron Mikasa shippers where to go <laughs> so yeah I think that yeah oh yeah 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 no no I mean, the, a lot of what you're saying yeah. is what I see on my timeline is what I mean. So, like, that would be very interesting. Um, I actually really – I thought Ymir was very interesting too. But I thought that she – like, I thought it was really stupid that yeah. she went back. I mean, I got, I get it, but I still think it's very stupid. And I think her and Historia were the love story of that show. There is no other love that was more romantic, more caring, more more in inspirational like the way that they inspired each other like when Historia got up on those bricks and was like yelling like Ymir you know like don't stop defeat them all you know like whatever she was like that's my girl and I'm going to support her and you know Ymir like literally tying up the idea that you know if she goes back with Reiner and Bertholdt they're going to get somebody to eat her but saying like no um, I'm willing to do that if you can get Historia and you can save her and that she doesn't get she doesn't have the same fate as the people on this island. And so I think that, you know, that for me, like, you can sh- talk about any ship you want on that show. The main but one for I me, thought you said and the only a while one ago that for me, really, you, that you is didn't... canonic, like, canonically, Never like, mind. I agree. I mean, I've Australia. always said that. That's the only and one then, that, like, um, is supported as a romantic relationship on the show. Like, period. And it's the best one. It's the most beautiful one. It's, and, and the most developed one. And I also think it's yeah. kind of bold yeah. of Isayama to make the typical waifu bait and make her. Honestly, I think Historia is a lesbian. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think she. She's never indicated any interest in men. And the only person she's ever interested in is Ymir. So that leads me to believe she likes women. And it's kind of bold of Isayama to do that because these anime boys are like, the way they go in on Ymir just because, like, she's Historia's boothang. It's so funny to me. I'm like, that's what you get for, like, oh my, I hate to go off topic. I just have to say this real quick. I recently saw like a fan art that, that a guy drew of Historia where she has like huge boobs. And I'm like, but Historia is like flat chested in the show. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good thing with Isayama. And not that like, having huge boobs made her sexual, but they drew her like just a ball on it. And she was just like in this little, like, a, like, like everybody what do you call it? The anime orgasm face of... pose? No. I don't, I don't know what it's called, but. <sighs> the waifu face? Yeah, like. um I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but what I mean in terms of, like, not sexual, it's not really just about the boobs. It's just, like, yeah. the way that he draws these characters where, like, survival is the top thing that they worry about, you know? Like, in any other anime, I feel like, or manga, they would have been like, oh, let's save the world, but let me get my lipstick, too, you know? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not. But I think that Isayama decided. Like, I think it's a decision that you make when you make animes and, and mangas on what line do you want to cross and what you want to put across, like in terms of um, just the sexuality and just like how revealing the clothes are and, you know, how big the boobs are and, you know, if they're going to do be upskirt shots and things like that. Like these are things that you do have to think about. Like the creator of Inuyasha made a rule that like there were going to be no upskirt shots for Kagomi 
in in the manga or the anime and like that's a big deal like if you watch a lot of anime that's a huge deal and that's that's something that they decided and that was a rule like it wouldn't be you know like in comparison you have something like bleach where the story is shit and everybody like and their mom is like a big almost a big boobed (laughs) um like just overly sexual character and like his obsession with breasts like large size breasts especially like it grew as the series grew so that's why the sizes of their chests grew in time you know even with one piece like the body types are crazy like their thin their waist are like the size of a cell phone and they have like double d's there was a scene with like nami in the bathtub and they didn't blur it out all the way i was like um this is a cartoon for children like i'm confused uh so yeah i don't know i feel like it's very intentional on isayama's part you know where like there's not really a lot of romance there's not really like any sort of sexualizing of anybody um, let me tell you like isayama said he, bring he back more time making the men very like, attractive in comparison girl, to the women mm, every male character on this show is like banging body like most of them are handsome i would say for the most part like our main characters and stuff so it's just like wow we love to see it (laughs) yeah 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 no and so i just think he was very intentional with what he decided to draw and how he 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 allowed the manga because i mean the the anime because the anime itself like i do feel like people look better in the anime but like it's still not you know such a huge change and i think that's where like a lot of dude bros oh, get well, pissed since we're having a whole no we're having a whole conversation about attack on titan i think it is worth mentioning like the fact that like so, they have so many people who i've seen which is why do, like their like anime that. rankings and stuff like that they always like it always i notice like a lot men tend to rank attack on titan very low and when you ask why they say you know it's just a show for like uh girls who it's like baby's first anime for girls or something like that and there's always the fact that you know there's no uh waifu bait and things like that and i'm just like that's your justification like you don't really care about the story you don't really care about the show you care about like beating your dick to like 2d (laughs) 2d little girls like it's creepy stop it Get some help. <laughs> and these <laughs> these are the same people who act like Bleach is the best anime <laughs> or manga in the history of the world, which it is not. Bleach is garbage. Don't forget. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Any closing thoughts on Attack on Titan as we wrap things up here? Yeah, I told you I will finish uh, it. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. It may not be in three Attack months, but it will happen. Just you wait. One day I'm gonna message you, and you're gonna be like, "No, you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna record Soju, and then you're gonna be like, "So what anime do you have to talk about?" And then I'll be like, "So you know I finished Attack on Titan, so you're gonna be mind blown. Watch." Mark my word. I will never see it. I don't have Twitter. (laughs) Or maybe I'll be live tweeting a rewatch or something and it's going to motivate you to watch it. Oh, okay. Not at all, eh? Hmm. We got to work on that. But anyways, uh, yeah, so Nikki, uh, it's nice, Nikki. No, so Jimin, um, um, <laughs> any Aaron. last thoughts on Attack on Titan? Um, Anything that we discussed today? 
Wait, I thought you disliked Aaron. Huh? I thought you disliked Aaron. Oh, I love Aaron. I I used to like think he was super annoying, but that was when he was a kid. <laughs> now he's a man, so um, he's no longer annoying. He's more so just like evil, and okay, that's marginally better. So, um, but yeah, no, that's it. Um, did you enjoy hearing me nap talk for two and a half hours? <laughs> you don't even watch. <laughs> Yes, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, we, this is fun because we don't really have a lot of episodes like this, as I was saying. Um, But on Attack on Titan, I think that honestly, forget about, you know, looks and ships and like all of the funny, funny stuff that we were, that's actually not funny, but like, you know, you kind of have to be lighthearted about like when you're talking about it. Um, I think Attack of Titan is a very unique type of show. I think it's a very um, interpersonal type of show. I think that the what I like about it is that none of the characters, like I, I don't feel like I could see myself in any of the characters. So I feel like in that sense, I'm learning a little bit more about like humans or like how humans can behave because like you know a lot of times when someone does something you don't agree with you're like why would you do that i don't understand it whatever whatever but i think like the fun thing with fiction is that they uh, make you love like you know get attached to these fictional characters and then when they make decisions that you don't agree with you kind of have to sort of like wrap your brain around it it's not like an outright rejection and i think like the idea of like i think where i kind of started thinking like that was like even when I, when you go back to the first episode and like the idea of like these walls not being protection, but being a cage, like I, I, there's so many people who would not think like that, right? They're like, okay, like we're protected, we're happy, like we're living our lives, it's whatever. But like, there are some people who would be like, well, like what's on the other side is Titans, yes. But I mean, we don't actually know what else is out there. We don't know if it's better than what is in here. And some people would be like, who cares? Like, it's it's better, like, it's safer in here. So that's what matters. But I think, as I said, like, the different perspectives are just so fresh. And because I don't really hate any of the characters on this show, it's, it's, it's something that you kind of, like, I sort of digest. And I think, like, oh, well, you know, like, that's not a decision that I would ever make. But, like, I totally understand that perspective, you know? And speaking of, like, you know, Reiner and Zeke, I mean, I understand why they do the things that they do and why they think the way that they think. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I do understand and I can, you know, there's grace in that, you know? So I think, as I said, that Attack on Titan is just like a really, it always makes me think. And I think that's why I do enjoy it as much as I do, because, you know, outside of the crazy Titans, you know, fighting people and like all the politics and stuff like that, um, it really gets down to things like, you know, the truth and what is the truth, you know, and um, just, like you know is humanity worth saving you know what it means to be human and things like that and so i i really do think that it's a it's one of the top tier animes you know it kind of reminds me of um the show Hoosh. i want a, What's why are you thinking called? of that i will say i 1000 um, percent agree with shoot. everything you said kogias it's <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That's what it kind of reminds me of. 
And I think, honestly, like, like, Lelouch kind of reminds me of Aaron in that way because he was so single-minded in in sort of, like, his goal. And that's why it kind of gives me the same vibe. Yo, Lelouch is a real one. Like, that ending, like, I know you, Jimin doesn't really, like, you, animate, the animation itself is really important to you. So you might not, yeah. So I don't think you would like it as much. But no, it's they, a mecha, they right? remaster it or something. So I think you might actually like the newer version of it. Um, but yeah well kind of but it's it's very similar to attack on I'm titan puking. it's just like take out the titans part of why like i love titans. attack on titan is because the, the <laughs> like, enemy literally the is same story. this i love shows yeah, where like, like there's like that element of realism in the fantasy and i feel like the titans can it sounds so stupid to say out loud but i feel like they could be something that is real it's kind of like a, the reason why i like i liked game of thrones because there was an uh and the, all the magic that was happening on there felt like a logical conclusion of of the environment they were in and not something overly fantastical like Harry Potter, you know? Like, it wasn't like they could just teleport or, like... Well, I guess the warlocks could, but, it, you know what I mean? Like, and mm, okay. it, they had dragons, I mean, but, like, dragons kind of make sense uh-huh. from, like, a, a evolutionary perspective. Yeah, no, absolutely. Though, I mean, mechas are very, like, realistic, I think. Um, the idea that people would just use that to fight. Yeah, to fight. I mean, like, look at a lot. Okay, I, you know, I can't say I don't like mechas because I did really like Voltron, but I didn't like it like, that much. News, and then also, so. <laughs> but I will say that I think the reason why I'm so, like, averse to it is because I always think of Transformers and, like, yeah. don't think about transformers see i was lucky that gundam was my introduction to mech mechas so like i never had transformers come around and like ruin it for me but like pacific rim such yeah, a good girl. i'm about to go to sleep mechas. but anyways as i was saying about attack and Titan before i go completely off topic uh yeah so i yes i really enjoy it and i think that honestly it's something that I think anybody should be able to enjoy if you're into something that's a little bit darker, deeper, and a little bit more horror based. Um, and I say that only because not because like there's ghouls or like zombies or anything like that, but more so because of like people like Titans eating people and that being very, very visual. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you're into more lighthearted things, I wouldn't say, I would say definitely not watch this cause it's not lighthearted at all. Um, and you have to pay attention because we watched, I watched that episode we watched earlier today. I watched it twice and I picked up things the second time that I missed the first time. So you do have to pay attention. It's not like just background noise, like one piece or something like that, you know? Um, but definitely, I would say give it a try. See if you like it. Hopefully you love it. Read the manga. The manga is fantastic as well, too. And yeah, thank you, Isayama. And so this is the end of a very special episode, uh, which is a collaboration between Not Your Average Netizens and Soju Chronicles. Uh, gotta thank Jimin <laughs> for being here and for, you know, almost three hours of talking about Tash. <laughs> and <laughs> Nikki for listening to it and like not even knowing what we're talking about for most of the show. <laughs> And uh, also to anybody who is listening to this and, you know, thank you. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach us at Soju at, um, Chronicles at gmail.com or on Soju Chronicles on Twitter. Um, 
I'm not as active on it as I'd like to be, but I'm definitely there, you know, checking in. Uh, Nowhere. Also reach uh, Nikki. Where can they reach you? Well, you yeah, the one who, the name that I can never. Oh, you only want melanin or unbotheredmuse.com. Yes. Yes. 12 days of COVID. 12 days of COVID. Is our feature this month. I don't have social media. Well, that is cool. And where can they find you, Jimin? It's public. Cut that out, by the way. But you can find me on. That's true. Now. But she is. Yes. No, yeah, no, I agree. That's oh, what, no, no, I was, was going to say the Nyan, but you can definitely <laughs> tell me about Nyan. Okay, so yes. Nikki is also on Nyan, or Not Your Average Netizens, with me and, you know, our fellow podcasters. So that is uh, Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at nyan edizens and yeah that is the episode um have happy a good holidays day nights happy holidays um, take care of yourself stay safe happy holidays Bye. <laughs>